0: fans welcome to the newest installment of dead and lovely here with your good buddy uncle ben and my co-host with the co-most it's dollywood steve
1: over there isn't it <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do>. <laughs> what, up? what was that
0: odb line you're just talking about a second um, ago
1: toss salad all you in some shit now <laughs> i love old dirty it's bastard so i miss him mm-hmm. yeah you know what we should do an old dirty bastard Dedicated show on November thirteenth, the day of his death. Is that so? You yeah. know that from memory? No, I looked it up. <laughs> what if I did? What if I knew? I would be way impressed. If what you if I did? knew old dirty bastards' uh, food stamp card number from the front of his first album? <laughs> I, re- I remember album. that when uh-huh. he was
0: like on MTV and he was like cashing uh-huh. in his food stamps. Yeah. It's like my god, man. <laughs> ODB, I he what he would best. be
1: doing now if he was still around? If being fucking dead. If he was still around, he would have died <laughs> <laughs> <Dead>. again. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. I have, I the brightest flames burn out the quickest. Old dirty bastard. Every day was narrowly avoiding death. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's kind of a miracle that he made it as long as he did. Seriously, <laughs> did you watch? Uh, did you watch that new uh, Challenge Cambino video?
1: No shit, the America really? one yeah, he where, yeah it. that he also uh, performed it on SNL, right? Did he? Yeah, I yeah see, I haven't seen it. I know this it's is a why big we deal. work. I know stuff. You know other stuff.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah, a perfect perfect
1: duo. Perfect duo. Uh, That's us.
0: Video is real sick. You should definitely watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: need to check it out. I hear it's uh it's it's a weird video. People it are is. like, I don't get it. Yeah, some people are. What that mean? Yeah, some people don't really understand it, but.
0: I'm not sure that I do either. Isn't that that Troy from that show? Yeah. Where's Abed? (laughs) How come he ain't funny? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so stoked to see
1: him as fucking Lando in the Solo movie. Yeah. That is the one thing I'm stoked about for that movie. That movie just looks fine to me. But as I've said before, I'm not a huge Han Solo fan. I think he's kind of a lame character.
0: Okay. Right on. Well, I mean, you could be wrong about stuff. Yeah, that's
1: true. I, I think if... Just maybe for... A, sh- a movie directly talking about his world of smugglers and thieves and stuff he might be cool okay. but when he's like thrown into the world of like we're all trying to save the universe and he's just like yeah whatever baby like, <laughs> handsome and, no but like for real though <laughs> <laughs> really you gotta do something yeah here. like we yeah like it's gonna be like you're gonna get affected by this you understand that? Yeah, this yeah whatever man I don't care <laughs> Just hanging out with my dog man you know you're gonna see it though yeah, no, definitely,
0: one hundred percent. That's kind of the way I feel about like the new, the new Jurassic World movie. Oh, Critics, like they could have just advertised it as just like Jurassic World. You know, you're gonna see it.
1: Yeah, I know. I'll see it. I I might not go to the theater to see it. I'm gonna see it in the theater. Yeah, I'm going to.
0: As uh, our listeners know from our Jurassic Park, you're a huge wildcard Jurassic episode, Park fan. I do love a Jurassic Park. I love a dinosaur. Yeah, I watched Big the fan.
1: first thirty or uh, maybe twenty minutes of Jurassic World with Emily the other day. Yeah. How'd it get to you? Uh, I have already seen it before, yeah. and I didn't like it. It got and bad to you. Watching it again, I was like, man, this is seriously one of the worst. Yeah? like, What do
0: you hate so much about it? Because like, uh, I saw it in theaters, of course, yeah. and I think that's the only time that I've watched it. I don't think I've seen it since then. And I was like, that yeah. was serviceable. It was, it was better than two.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Better than three by a mile. It passes Aces it test. It passes the Aces test. Yeah. It passes yeah. Aces test. Is, so it like, is it better than Jurassic, than Jurassic Park? 3? It is better than Jurassic Park three. You gotta. Um,
1: you gotta at least admit that. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the thing: is I would think that they would have advanced some on, you know, making a stronger female character. Uh, they didn't at all. No. No. They just regressed on it. They They were like, let's go even worse than Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> like, because Laura Dern was supposed to be a strong character, but it was obviously written by a man who's, like, strong woman. That means every once in a while she says she wants a baby. Yeah. Got it. And she's not in a kitchen, so she's yeah. strong. Yeah. So, she's wearing shoes. She has shoes on, like, the whole movie. mm mm-hmm. um, But Jurassic World, man, it's just so... Di- and I hate Chris Pratt's character. Okay. Because, like, it's Chris Pratt. Yeah. Most of the time. And then there's the stuff that they obviously wrote for somebody who's not Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. They wrote for a more bland person to just be like... I can completely see that. Over here, click, yeah. click, click. Like,
0: come on. So like, you're saying like without Chris Pratt playing that character, it would just be like a cardboard cutout
1: kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, 100%. I can agree with that. Chris Pratt brought life to the character, but like... I love s- a Chris Pratt. I love me some Chris Pratt too. Big fan. But they didn't give him... Enough latitude to yeah. just be Chris Pratt the whole time. Because, uh, like, those training scenes and things, I know that it sets up that Blue is, like, his homie or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, also, there's a part where a velociraptor, like, jumps on a T Rex's back and they're, like, battling together like homies yeah they do that and i really thought like at that point the way that move that jurassic world could have been to me one of the greatest movies of all time yeah is if the velociraptor had a machine gun hell yeah if he was up on top of the t-rex and he was just like and the t-rex had uh, an eye patch but and then the t-rex is smoking a stogie
0: problem is that his little arms are too short to salute the flag
1: yeah that's his main but, problem. But
0: then the raptor on top, country, the, on top of the on top of the T Rex salutes for him. He puts Hell his yeah. arm out in front of him. And then he like roars Roar
2: America
0: <laughs> Dude, do you know the original concept like years and years and years and years ago for a Jurassic Park sequel? What it was. I can't remember if it was either for three or four. I want to say it was four. Is that the government would have been interested in all this dino technology? Okay, and they were going to wep- and they were serious. Yeah, they were going to weaponize them mm-hmm. and put like machine guns on their heads and stuff. Yeah, that was actually a sequel that was tossed around. That
1: would have been great. I would have been on board. I would have been well on board because Vincent D'Onofrio is all like, "We're going to use them as soldiers."
0: Oh, he is in that, isn't he? Yeah, and Why? he's all like,
1: "We're going to use them as soldiers." And my first thought was, so like, okay. I get that you know that they're kind of smart, but yeah. you do know that bullets penetrate their skin very easily. Yeah. And no matter how smart they are, they're not going to outsmart a bullet. Probably not. So you're going to spend billions and billions of dollars <laughs> to develop the Velociraptor soldiers to be worse at soldiering <laughs> than an 18-year-old who just got shipped to Afghanistan? Yeah.
0: When you put it this way... It is kind of falling apart a little bit. <laughs> it's like maybe invest in like making drones better or something. I don't yes. know. Yeah, so I don't
1: know. Any of those things at all. So you did not finish it. You're 20 minutes no. deep and you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just not not feeling it. So we watched instead, Night Run on the Street Part Four. Yes. Which is always fun. Did Brandy you Brandy Harlan's it? only good movie other than Speed. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's been a little while since I watched that one. It's.
1: It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's still fun. It makes Freddy's a lot more sense it. than Dream Child. Yes, it does. And the deaths are fun. Yeah. Now, but, remind me. What all deaths are in for? Uh, the suck face one where he sucks the girl. Okay. The black girl in math yeah. class. Yeah. That's uh, a pretty
0: tight one. Apparently, that was her first kiss in real life.
1: Aw. Yeah. With Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> there's the waterbed one with the naked chick in the waterbed. Okay, the, it picks Freddy. up right from three. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is cool. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the kid who does uh karate oh all the time man dude he's just in the song. dojo fighting invisible freddy yeah yeah they they have that song playing in the background that i actually like every time i hear it i'm like yeah it's a good song <laughs> Sick. i think this is on empire records or something oh. <laughs> it reminds me of a song from that awesome anyway but yeah it's it's fun it's not great no but it's more fun than uh Five for yeah, sure, or six, or six. Yeah. yeah, five and six try to get a bit too serious about the lore of Freddy yeah. and what he is, while
0: also sticking that in just a stupid fucking movie.
1: Yeah, also, Especially yeah, yeah like dead. having, uh, like, because you have the cool stuff of like Freddy playing a video game. Uh, that's six, isn't it? Where nice he, graphics. Yeah. Uh, you have all those cool like deaths and stuff, but then yeah. it always gets back to the serious tone where it's like, well, we don't need this right now. No, it's like choose one. Dude. Yeah, choose go, one. Go wacky or go serious. Yeah, yeah, pretty
0: much, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. So overall, you did dig it, though.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Nightmare Four is great. The, I like it's them got all. the best music of any of the the movies. Oh, Not yeah. all the songs are great, but it all comes together well. <laughs> and I can't, you know, I'll sit
0: here and complain about those movies, but like, I will watch any of them any oh, fucking yeah, time. Oh yeah, any time. They're all on uh,
1: Hulu again. I oh think. yeah? Yeah, they just re-uploaded on my thing
0: I don't know why I'm excited about that. Like, I have like the box set, but for some <laughs> reason it's different to stream it. It like, is. like, I don't have to go and get the disc out of the
1: thing and put it in the player. And then when this ends, it'll just play the next one. I don't uh, have to do anything. Sick, dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right on, man. That's cool. Uh, I watched myself a couple of things this week I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a horror movie of mine own. Oh. Which is one that I've heard people recommend over and over and over and over again. And I'd never seen it. Finally watched uh, The Conjuring. Oh, good. It was okay. Okay. I didn't I didn't hate it. Like I liked mm-hmm. it more than I thought that I would. Yeah. And it's like even now just thinking of it, I can think of some scenes that were like actually pretty chilling. It yeah. did kind of shake me up a little bit. Like oh. that scene where like the the creepy like old lady is like on top of the uh,
1: the dresser or whatever. Yeah, that's really creepy.
0: Yeah, and like leaps off. That was pretty fucking scary. Um,
1: my em, my wife Emily yeah. loves uh the Conjuring for the simple fact that while we were watching it, she heard me audibly scream. Oh wow! And uh, at which part? It's the part where the uh, the mom thinks they're playing that clapping game. But, yeah, and she like goes to the top of those stairs and it's completely dark. And then you hear the clap right next to her. Yeah. And I was like, oh! Yeah. Like, it really got me. It's tight. Yeah. Um, The people that the Conjuring movies are actually based on are um, con people, obviously. Shysters? Yeah. yeah. Really? Carpetbaggers? Yeah. They're carpetbaggers. They're bad people. I don't know anything about them. Uh, they, they tell vulnerable people that the problem that they're experiencing is a, a ghost, and then they suck money out of them and then tell the people to give them good reviews and stuff and tell everybody how they got the ghost out of their house. Uh, The ghost they didn't know was in their house. Yeah. Until these assholes came along and said there was one. My God, dude. Yeah. And then they made a movie about them. I'm all for ghost hunters that are just doing it for fun. Yeah. That are like, Hey, what if we find a ghost? That'd be cool. But people who are preying on others. Yeah. Taking money to do something that's not real. Yeah. That's sad. Run on. Yeah.
0: I like the movie, okay. I felt like it was I felt like it wanted to be like every horror movie. Yeah. It does that. It's it does, like it, it totally just, wanted to be poltergeist. Yeah. It had this haunted doll thing, like uh-huh. it really wanted to be child's play. It yeah. had this possession thing. Like it was just like it had the the Amityville haunted house thing. Yeah. It's like, dude, just fucking it, choose two max,
1: and you have this other storyline with the haunted doll going on. Yeah, like what is this all about? Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's yeah. like I, I guess that set up sequel shit or whatever. Yeah, that's what Annabelle they were going for. Which I'm not seeing any of those. Any good? Uh,
1: the Conjuring Part Two is is on the same level as the Conjuring one. Okay, so one. pretty good. Uh, I don't like the Annabelle movies. I think they're I think. terrible. But yeah, um, a lot of people like them. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, I think that the. Saving grace of The Conjuring is Vera Farmiga, who plays the main... Okay, uh, yeah. She's both gorgeous and an amazing yeah, actor. Yeah, totally. Uh, and also Patrick Wilson, who I think is awesome. Yeah. I love him in everything. Anything he's in, he for some reason just... Yep, that's he, that's exactly how that role should be played. Yeah. Is Patrick Wilson and nobody else could have done it.
0: I would call it one of the... One of the better, more recent, yeah. mainstream. I enjoyed it horror yeah. movies. You know, as far as like stuff that's like big budget in a mm-hmm. million theaters, a, a bunch of people have seen it. Like, yeah. it's better than a lot of them. It's, it's nothing compared
1: to some of the more you know recent indie stuff. But yeah, it's okay. Well, The Conjuring held up to a second viewing for me. Like I've yeah, seen see it that. twice. I would watch and it again. Watching yeah. it again, it was like, meh, it's still fun. Yeah. I didn't watch it again and get annoyed by anything. Yeah, so I see good. that. I've been watching that second season of Handmaid's Tale too. Poo dogs that Man. I can't watch that show I just can't it's it's too real and yeah. I, like I could just read the news if I want to hear about
0: That's the thing yeah it is it is by no means an, an uplifting Yeah and it's definitely not getting any more of an uplifting tale yeah. by any means this new season have been really good though it's been really super powerful Yeah Uh, And I think kind of expanding that world in a cool way. You didn't watch the first season either, No, I
1: haven't watched any of it. I love, uh, that's the thing is I I do want to watch it. I want it to be a happier time when I watch it where I'm like, man, can you imagine that? Be crazy. Yeah. At least it's not happening. Yeah. Not like watching this and being like, wow, this could definitely happen within my
0: lifetime. Exactly. A little less fun,
1: but I do love Elizabeth uh, Moss. She's incredible, she's dude. amazing. Love her in Mad Men, love her in Top of the Lake, despite her I don't know that. iffy New Zealand accent. Oh, yeah, it's um, I think it's created by Jane Campion, not positive. All right, that's right. Anyway, um, the first season had Elizabeth Moss, and it also has uh, oh gosh, she was in uh, Lady Bird, Laura, oh, Met, yeah, Lori yeah, Metcalf, yeah, Lori Metcalf. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh wait, Roseanne. no, no, no! It didn't have Laurie Metcalf. Crap, I'm mixing up my ladies. Okay, it's <laughs> somebody else that reminded me of Laurie Metcalf. Tight, but anyway, it um, it's about basically some pedophilia ring. Oh essentially, shit! That old Lizzie Moss finds out she's a bit too connected to. Oh no! While investigating it, it's great. What's the name of it again? Top of the Lake. It's Top on Hulu. Of the Lake. Mm-hmm. We'll have to check that out. Sometime. I haven't watched the second season. Top of the Lake. China Girl. Oh. But uh, the the picture on Hulu mm-hmm. is a picture of Elizabeth Moss's back, and I said, "Oh boy, that's a sexy back." And I never thought that before. Oh, she's bringing sexy back. Yeah. Never never looked at a lady's back and you went, "That's a sexy back." She a sexy <laughs> back. <laughs>
2: I
0: want to crack open all these beer rigs yeah, right yeah, here, let's Steve. Do what we this? got? What we what got? got two choices. We got a Founders. We got a Centennial. Founder's Ipah.
1: delicious Centennial IPA. And then what we got here?
0: This is a, a Wicked Weed something or another. Lieutenant Dank?
1: What is it? Lieutenant Dank. Yeah, Lieutenant
0: Dank. Lieutenant
1: Dank, you Ipah. ain't got no legs. I
0: kind of think I want that. Go for it. You want that? Let's yeah. crack it open and split it.
1: Because we're friends.
0: Yeah. Oh, you heard that. This is from Wicked Weed Brewery in Asheville, North Carolina, which I'm going to very soon because Ghost is playing there on the 22nd. Hell yeah. Going to go watch them play at the Thomas Wolf Auditorium. Now, Very th- excited about that. It's an evening with ghosts. It's like a three hour show, dude. That's awesome.
1: While in North Cacalaca, do you think you'll come on and raise up, take your shirt off, twist <laughs> it around your head, <laughs> spin it like a helicopter? I've been known to do that New from time York to time. City.
0: I'd say more than likely while I'm in Asheville, I'll enjoy a delicious meal. Yeah. They um, got some good walk food. Walk around town, probably have some excellent beers. Yeah. Uh, try to go to brewery, uh, burial brewery. As it okay. snow, which is uh-huh. my favorite beers in the world, and bring home some, yeah. some goodies. Let's let's sample this thing. Boom! Clickety clink. Have you ever had this before? Mm. It's fantastic, dude. That is correct. Isn't it? Yeah. They got some
1: really good ones. If you ever find Ooh, the Wicked that, Weed. It's got like um, that, it's got a sort of grassy flavor. I yeah, think. dude. Yeah. But it's also like it's got a bitterness that immediately starts turning sweet.
0: Yeah. That's good. I'm a big fan of that, mm-hmm. man. If you ever find by Wicked Weed their Freak of Nature IPA dude you gotta get that it's fucking awesome the Pernicious and Napoleon Complex are good too it's kind of like the cool beer guy thing now to fucking hate on Wicked Weed are you aware of that? no so, I don't care
1: about cool beer, guys. I,
0: dude, mm-hmm. I don't care about cool things. I don't either. I don't want to be cool. Nah, I like if things if that being, are nice. Yeah,
1: if being cool involves being like, I don't like that thing because everybody likes it. I don't want no part of that. Yeah, get out of here. So Wicked Weed started in Asheville, and they were just this like funky,
0: experimental, crazy brewery. Uh-huh. And then they've also got the Funkatorium where they make all these sours well, and things. Also, they're probably getting down for the funk of it. I would imagine. Hope so. I'd be disappointed if they weren't, mm-hmm. really and um they they were you know they kind of gained like nationwide recognition as being like the best brewery in the east and all this kind of all this kind of stuff and anheuser-busch bought them oh i see and
1: everybody's like
0: what now they're making the exact same products as they were before only they're going to distribute it wider yeah now i don't like it
1: yeah after a number of years that might start to catch up with them but as for now As of now, it's like,
0: dude, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't have to drive to Asheville to get it. And it's the same. Like, it doesn't... Here's the thing. is like a lot of these small breweries and stuff are owned by big-ass brewing companies. Yeah, that... And they do this shit just to diversify their portfolio. Uh Uh-huh. And they don't change shit. Like, they let
1: them fucking do their thing. The the, the thing is usually... Not always, If they start selling well is when they'll come in and start meddling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a, a brilliant business tactic. You buy a business that's doing well, wait till it gets real good, and then you come in and fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the American way. Yeah, it's perfect. For now, though, that's a fucking delicious. That's a fine beer. beer. I'm, a, I'm a fan.
0: And you know, I'm gonna raise, I'm gonna raise a toast of this huh? beer to our, our dead and lovely Facebook group. Please. I want to tell you guys, uh, I really, really appreciate all the posts and messages that we've seen about feedback to our, our Baba Duke episode. Oh yeah, I really, that really appreciate really cool. that. Like a lot of people reached out to us, and we're uh, very appreciative of us addressing yeah. uh, issues of of depression yeah, I guess a lot of people don't talk about that openly apparently really. not yeah. it's one of those things that like I don't I don't really think about because I only know my own experience yeah. and stuff of course but I just really appreciate that that uh, that episode where we mm. were are kind of talking about depression mm. and what it's like to live with and deal with it and stuff
1: I mean, it easily could have been one of those episodes where we get feedback like gosh this is boring or yeah whatever. yeah but no everybody.
0: Yeah, it was great.
1: It was I was really lost. glad
0: to hear that, and yeah, I mean, if, if anything, we sit here and just fucking bullshit and chit chat about can help anybody's life out. I think yeah. that's fucking great. I mean, uh, I mean, like I said, it's like I've always wrestled with issues yeah. of depression and stuff like that. Man, I've just kind of adapted to it, and that's the way that I let it live. And for me. Yeah. For me, the best medicine is staying busy as
1: fuck. Just doing it, man. That's
0: for me, though. I cannot comment on anybody else's experience, but I know
1: that it's worked wonders Now, from for what me. I've noticed, you're good at staying busy as fuck. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> no kidding, man. No kidding. It is one thing after another, I'll tell you that.
0: But it has really meant a lot to me that we saw a lot of yeah. people be like, wow, I really appreciate you guys talking about this stuff. So, Cheers to all of you guys who listened and uh, sent us grateful thankful message and stuff we really appreciate that yeah 100 percent. i mean I, I love just doing this show just to fucking chit chat catch up with my man dollywood steve and yeah. like do something that doesn't involve playing guitar and stuff like that it's it's just a great thing for me but then to also know too that like people are actually
1: listening yeah
0: and that, you know, that is I mean? something that's cool
1: always uh, uh excited to find out is that people actually listen to and enjoy our podcast yeah yeah it's cool
0: and if it means something to him, that's extra. Yeah, that's cool.
1: that's amazing. So this buds for you.
0: <laughs> oh shit, we're doing a butt wipe oh, now. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Green Room.
1: Yeah. Which came out what? 2015, 16? Um, it uh, went to can at 2015, but yeah. then wasn't released worldwide until 2016. April okay. 2016,
0: so. And I had watched this movie sometime last year, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. and uh, I really, really enjoyed it very much. And yeah. I think that actually seeing it the second time, I think I enjoyed it even more. I think, I think partially because I was in a much more uh, lucid state <laughs> and was able to absorb more of the subtle things about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also your second or third time seeing it, right?
1: Second, well, I watched it twice for this, but I had yeah. seen it before because, you know... I um... Uh, Whenever it had come out, um, you hear people talking about it like, it's this great horror movie, etc. You want to watch it. Yeah. And you want it to be great. Yeah. And boy, it is. Yeah, it really is. Um, And that first time watching it, I was like, that was really great. Real tense, etc. Yeah. Watching it through a second and then a third time, I was like, oh my God. like There's amazing stories developing throughout this. Totally. And they don't draw attention to it. They just yeah. let it play. Let it happen. Yeah. yeah, I know, man. So good.
0: And especially hearing, you know, a, a couple of people told me, it's like, oh, you got to watch it. It's about like a, a band that's on tour and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's like automatically I, was, I just kind of went into that, you know, yeah, sure it is. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, sure. These people really made a movie <laughs> yeah. about what it's like to be on tour and uh-huh. stuff. And
1: It would be like a struggling punk band on a huge tour bus. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. Playing the sold out Coliseum. This is hard. <laughs> yeah. You know? But no,
0: they really did a very
1: good yeah. job. And I'll,
0: I'll kind of cover more of that as we go on talking about touring and stuff. But, you know, the the main band that is the subject of this movie is a punk rock and roll band. Uh-huh. And as you know, I like a punk rock. I'm actually wearing a Ramones t-shirt oh, as man. we record this. That's punk rock. Hell, yeah. They play punk rock. Uh, I'll tell you a good Ramones t-shirt story. Let's oh, hear it. I was teaching a guitar lesson years ago uh-huh. to a um, a female student. Who was from like el salvador okay and she had just like the most outrageous like latina accent ever mm-hmm. it was like taco kisses you know uh-huh. like awesome totally awesome accent, fun stuff and um i had my guitar i was wearing a ramones t-shirt uh-huh and i had my guitar down in my lap because i was like writing out some lesson stuff for her and she goes
1: who are these ramones
0: <laughs> the Ramones. The Ramones. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're they're like an American punk rock band. They're mm-hmm. like, they invented punk rock. Like mm-hmm. one of the best punk rock bands ever. She goes, Oh, I thought maybe there was some Latin guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I maybe. mean it's not it's I mean, not unreasonable. It's not an unreasonable
0: thought. <laughs> they are not. I would love it if like some other like Hispanic punk band did start a band called the Ramones, only it was the Ramones. Yeah.
1: The- Or if it was the Ramones R-A-M-O-N-S. Like, they were all named Ramones.
2: (laughs) I like that, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, before we get into our movie review here, I really want to know, Steve, like, if you maybe were a punk rock icon, Uh which one you would be? If maybe there was, like, a quiz that we could take,
1: some answers. Let me tell you something. You know, some questions
0: we could answer to find out.
1: If you ever have a question yeah you can always go to buzzfeed oh yeah the wizards at buzzfeed those wizards at buzzfeed at buttsfeed Uh buttsfeed i want to start that website (laughs) um they got they got a little quiz called which punk icon are you oh man matthew perpetua that's a myspace name for sure Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh he's got the most emo profile Oh, sick! He's got a glitter background. Oh, dude! And his his mouse, the little mouse thing, is is a uh, uh, wrist being cut. <sighs> yeah. What song auto plays when you go to his page? Do you think? Um,
2: cut my life into pieces.
0: <laughs> I was thinking like maybe like a Mike Hamlicker romance song. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> the Black Parade. The Black Parade. Oh, that's for sure. it. Yep. God, dude. Okay, so let's find out what punk right, rock icon we might be. Oh, man,
1: they get right to it in this first one, too. The What's the question? question? What would you like to smash? Oh, shit. Nazis. Uh, smash them. Numero Uno. Cops. Ooh. Right-wingers. The patriarchy. Oh. Capitalism. Okay. Your face. Oh, like windows, my, my, my face? No, yeah.
0: My own, own face?
1: face. That, that's actually,
0: it. that's like Andrew W.K. styles to smash <laughs> your own face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... Windows and stuff. Okay. The queen. I prefer to smear things. That's a
0: Gigi Allen answer yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, which would I like to smash? Smash it up. I, uh, I, I do hate myself a Nazi. Yeah. Um, they are the worst, but you know what? I'm just going to have a good time with this. And I would actually like to smash windows and stuff.
1: Breaking things yeah. is really fun. Did I ever tell? Talk- okay. So, um. My friends and I came up with this a while on LSD. Okay, tight. Uh We were talking about the Rampage video game, mm-hmm. which has been made oh, the into movie. a movie, but was a real fun game back in the day in the oh, arcade yeah. and on the NES, um, and we came up with a game called Fuck Shit Up, <laughs> which would just be a game where you, just, you can just destroy everything. Just, I'm on board. You're not a big monster. You're just a regular-sized person. You go into people's houses, just smash shit up. Awesome. And then, of course, we thought, well, what about the kids, you know? Yeah. we got to make one for the kids. So, of course, we thought of Fuck Shit Up Junior. <laughs> Dude, like, I had this idea years ago about how cool it would be to
0: have a business where what you do is you make, like, basically, like, a stress relief room for people. Yeah, it would be awesome. Where they could, like, smash uh-huh. TVs or operate wrecking balls and just destroy shit. I right, listen. A company that started doing that. Yeah. Like that's I had this perfect. idea years ago, and I didn't
1: act. on You it. should have acted on it. Fuck my it. life! I, you know what would really this would be some synergistic thinking. Yeah. If a wrecking company, a company paid to go in and destroy, yeah, demolish buildings, was like, hey, come pay us fifty dollars, you can destroy this house. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Actually, that's like the they just best saved a bunch of, all of money. They, they made fifty dollars, and they didn't even their switch their to job. Geico. They didn't even switch to guy <laughs> What do you got to smash, Steve? Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff here. I want to smash uh, Nazis, yeah. the patriarchy, not uh-huh. big fans, mm-hmm. right-wingers. They don't need smashing. Don't probably. smash my parents. They they need a, a good talking to they, most they of need, them. Yeah, they need to get real with the world. But the thing to smash, the thing that I think if we smash would fix all these things, including the queen, let's smash capitalism. Yeah, okay. I get out of here. It. I don't need it. Yeah! I was just talking about how I ran the Communist Manifesto recently. You did, dude. I'm changed. Dude. Are you gonna like make your, your Facebook profile picture like red now? Well, yeah. 100%. Uh, it'll be red. Also, I'm just gonna overlay a picture of Lenin oh, on man. my face. Oh, man. I want you to be holding a sickle and a hammer, too. <laughs> I 100% want to be holding a <laughs> sickle and a hammer all the time. And be giving somebody a spinning pile driver. <laughs> Wrestling a bear. Yeah, have bear uh, scars all over your body. Yeah. Well, you know, you got, listen. And a mohawk. just I, I s- kind of punk rock, you know, mohawk. I've always assumed that those were bear scars, but what if yeah. those are supposed to be stretch marks from all the steroids? Okay. What if Zangief was emo? What if he cut himself because his dad <laughs> wouldn't pay attention to him? A- <laughs>
0: what if his dad used to spinning pile drive him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's a deep story to Zang Keith.
0: <laughs> the story gets sadder
1: and sadder oh, the more no. you analyze it. Right, Steve. Papa Noel! He wakes up <laughs> like that every other
0: day. Now, let me ask you, why do you usually get kicked out of parties? Oh, gosh. Is it the vandalism? Mm-mm. Did you beat somebody up? mm Did you shame others for not being punk enough?
1: Oh, what an asshole. Loud argument about politics. Uh, I've never been kicked out of a party for that. I've been invited to parties for that. Yeah, I have too. (laughs) Let's invite Ben. I'll stir some (laughs) shit up.
0: Uh, Reciting poetry. Uh huh. I think Davey Strangers had that problem.
1: Davey Strangers probably been kicked out. Pooping
0: on the floor, Gigi Allen. Jesus. Uh, Got way too
1: high. Who would kick somebody out for being too Get high? Get out of here.
0: You're too high.
1: God, look at you. You're giggling, you bastard.
0: <laughs> you're really relaxed. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, viciously mocking everyone there. That's mm, a lot of
1: people. I may have been kicked out of Or bed.
0: party ended 18 hours ago.
1: Oh, shut up too late, huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> man... These, this reminds me of a ton of stories. <laughs> First off, I didn't get kicked out of a party for peeing on my friend Valerie's mom's piano. Okay. On the piano. But I did do it. <laughs> Why? God, I thought it was so funny. It's pretty punk rock. I was... I was. Uh, Yeah, this was at a period Which when part I was of the piano? living pretty punk, I guess. Was it on the keys? On or the keys. On the, oh, oh wow. I went back and forth, too. I was walking back and forth peeing on it. Oh, my God. And then the next day, Valerie was like, did somebody did somebody pee on my mom's piano? And I was like, I think I did that. I like to imagine made a comical,
0: like, piano (laughs) slide effect when you were doing it. (laughs) Like, your
1: stream was that heavy. People are like, dude, that guy's stream is
0: powerful.
1: I have gotten kicked out of a party for uh, getting in a fight. Yeah? You don't seem
0: like a fighting
1: type. Oh, um, man, I got in a lot of fights growing up all the time. Fighting round the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've only been Oh, I've been kicked out of two parties. And by the way, the other one was pol- politics. So I'm <laughs> going go, to I'm going to go loud argument about politics. Tight.
0: Uh, I think of those of those I would I don't think I've ever been kicked out of a party, but probably if I would be it would be cuz the party ended 18 hours ago. That would either revolve around yeah. me being really fucking late everywhere <laughs> I go or it would be getting the date wrong and you thought you were early. Or that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, it was yesterday. Or it would be me just like hanging out and talking about like how sick Steve I is or something. And staying like <laughs> way too late. People are like, We need to go just to just bed. Like, uh huh. Okay. Well the thing is now, dude, is like almost all of my friends are um uh, I don't know, they, they lead normal lives. Like uh uh-huh. they lead lives where they need to go to bed in time to wake up Man, and go to that's work so at eight. Lame. And it's like I I don't. So to me it's like staying up till three, this is normal.
1: Yeah, I four, I, this is fun. Five sick I think we all assume About others That they are like us Yeah So like I assume if I'm talking To somebody And it's running late Into uh, You know A time they would want to go to bed That they'll say Like oh man I gotta go to bed And I'd be like Cool out Yeah Uh, But I always forget That a lot of people They don't know To just be like Hey Gotta go to sleep Yeah they're like, I have to, uh, if I stop listening to him, he might not be my friend anymore. Right. And that's probably true. I won't. But it, at the very least, he will get some sleep. <laughs> what do we got next on our shit list here? Okay. So, which cartoon character do you identify with? Now, they didn't label all these, but I'm going to try, make There's sure I There's a couple here I'm them. not sure about. There's uh, Lisa Simpson. Okay. I know of her. There's uh, the Joker. Yeah. From Mark Batman ha- the Mark Animated Hamill. Series. We got uh, John Stewart, the Green Lantern, okay. from Justice League. Yep. We have uh, <laughs> Butthead himself. Butthead? Uh-huh. I don't know this one. I don't know this one. It's a, a kid with some spiky hair, and he's wearing a, sort of a Freddy sweater. Yeah, it's like a Freddy Krueger sweater. So I can't really identify with him, because I don't know who he is. Ghetto Speederman? Yeah. Uh, mm. Fre- Fred Spider-Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, animal? From the Muppet Babies. Yeah. You got a, a Fraggle uh, one of those Fraggles from Fraggle Rock. But Don't a know cartoon. the name. Uh-huh. And then they got a little uh, diarrhea, cha-cha-cha. Daria. <laughs> kind of a crossover there with, with Both butt-head, butthead and yeah. Daria. what would you, what'd you
0: know, pick? I'm kind of torn here. Like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Animal because Animal grew up and played in a band. Yeah. So I kind of feel tight with him. I kind of feel tight with little Spider-Man too, because I grew up reading Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And uh you know what? I think I think that, that Peter Parker's lively mm-hmm.
1: disposition somewhat mirrors my own. I'm gonna I'd go with Spider-Man. T- I'd say your physicality also. Oh Yeah. Skinny boys. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go with uh, Daria. By yeah. the way,
0: still a good cartoon if you go back and watch it. Daria's still, still fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It holds up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh no 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 no. Great theme uh-huh. song. It's great. All right, Steve, where are you
1: most likely to be found?
0: Mm-hmm. Is it where the red fern grows?
1: Yep, I'm gonna be found where two dogs are buried. Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right. How about a DIY show? Mm,
1: Grad school.
0: (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, if uh, yeah, (laughs) stop there. It's likely. Disco. Uh huh. A protest. Uh. A drumster. Yeah. A gymnasium. (laughs) Reggae sound system. Mmm. A room full of marijuana smoke. Oh. Just in there, or an art
1: gallery. Where can I find you? Well, first off, you shouldn't smoke in your apartment. Okay, it's just a bad idea. Gets what if it's in- your house? Yeah, your whole everything's gonna smell like weed. That's it. Yeah. Kay. You know what though? That's not true. Um, I'm just thinking of all the pothead apartments I was in in the '90s. Yeah. Where they had like. The windows like blocked off with sheets and stuff because they didn't want daylight totally. to come in, and they never cleaned or anything. And because they were smoking dope, literally all the time. Literally all. Yeah. That's it's all. Probably I like, smell like dope. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, man, I would go back to grad school at the drop of a hat if I. Um, I love school. Yeah, I would get my PhD. That'd be another four years, probably. Would you get it in? Um, you know what? I think I'd probably go back for. Film studies, yeah, yeah, or, gosh, you know what? Eighteenth and nineteenth century literature has never paid off for some reason, (laughs) unless we're watching Jeopardy. Yeah, fucking nail it. Oh, you kill that stuff. I'm like, boom, Little Women, Louisa May Alcott. What's (laughs) up now? Deal with it. Uh huh. (laughs) That's pretty. I said that because Little Women was an answer on Jeopardy today. (laughs) (laughs) So grad school. I'm gonna say grad school.
0: I'm gonna say a DIY show. Mm Hmm. I've played so many shitty shows in my lifetime, mm-hmm. especially you know in my in my deepest heavy metal days.
1: Yeah, lots, lots of shitty shows. Those are fun. Gymnasiums, uh-huh.
0: uh Just fucking shitty rec centers and stuff like you that. You ever play any
1: basements? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to some basement shows. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've been there. Not not as many as I probably should have. Not mm-hmm. enough to say I've paid my dues,
1: man. I think both times I saw a basement show it was punk rock, though. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, where you keep the yeah. punk. All right, what do we got next? Which bit of graffiti is the most appealing to you? I guess we'll have, just to, have, have, have to describe quest. these. All right. Uh, we got Iron Lady, Rust in Peace. Oh, like uh, my favorite Megadeth album, yeah. Rust a in a Peace. Yeah, but a lot of these are Banksy. Maybe they're all. Ba- no, they're not all Banksy. Um, get Your Hands Off Our Bodies is spray painted over a. Uh, Sexy Lady. Like a, a, maybe a Dior ad, not positive. We got Start a Revolution, Stop Hating Your Body. It's a Ooh. feminist revolution thing. Yeah. Awesome we got one that just says fuck face okay fuck face good stuff we good. got one that Keith looks hearing yeah, like, yeah Yeah.
0: he died of AIDS
1: <laughs> 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 Ted toss that in there uh-huh. uh we got one where a guy is holding a gun to another man looks like that uh, famous Vietnam oh, right. uh, photo by Eddie I can't remember his last name anyway uh, it says capitalism, capitalism. under Capitalism. uh uh-huh. That's yours right there. Yeah. We got Banksy again. If you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth, and truth is uh, sk- uh, stretched out, and it says politics. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. Actually, that's not Banksy. It's signed by somebody else. Yeah. What? Then we got one of those that looks like Jesus with yeah. some speakers around him. Yeah. Kind of Rasta Jesus or something. And then somebody has defaced a Fox News... Um, Billboard, billboard, yeah, with "We deceive, you believe." I'm gonna go with that one because I see
0: so much of like my family and extended family that is just being fucking brainwashed by that bullshit. And don't get me wrong, dude. Obviously, all news media outlets are biased. Obviously, but there's so much fucking dumb shit that flies around on Fox News it's like mm-hmm. this isn't even remotely fucking Everybody. reality to- Tommy Loren can go fuck herself oh
1: yeah for real
0: like what a piece of shit yeah. just responsible for spreading so much fucking hate and just like stirring up the baby boomers and they're all just like oh she's a young person that's got her got her head on her
1: shoulders yeah and <laughs> she's quite a looker she doesn't like I'm, the same things I'm, I don't I'm like. Jimmy Stewart store. <laughs> I think Tony ta- uh, Lawrence uh, she's quite a looker <laughs> I'm to rope the moon <laughs> oh um, man
0: it kills me though dude like that, yeah, that stuff is worst. straight indoctrination
1: Um, 100% absolute I think everybody should stop what they're doing right now and watch Network it's a movie from the 1970s that you will watch it and it will destroy Ooh. your brain oh shit when you think about the fact that They were worried about the same exact things that are happening in media in the 70s. And the worry was that all media corporations are being conglomerated by large corporations like News Corp, Jones Fox, um, and that that would eventually end up in news not being news anymore.
0: Yeah, you're being paid to spread
1: what we want you to Watch it. It's one of the best movies you'll ever see. And it is where the line... I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it Uh-oh. anywhere it comes from. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Get your hands off of you, me, <laughs> 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 oh, dime dirty eh?
0: We should just do a whole episode. I'm just going to read
1: a recipe book. Oh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington.
0: We should do a whole episode of the two Jimmy Stewart's. <laughs> Dueling Stewart's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so what are you picking? So, uh, yeah, I did the Fox News Fox one. Fox News. That's a good one. Um... I, I will go with the capitalism uh, man holding a... You're of, keeping it real with your yeah, capitalism. I mean, thing. for real, though, that is what capitalism is. Because, like, if I just decided right now, you know what? I just want to live, so I'm going to hunt and fish and eat. And you can't do that. You can't. You got to give somebody money. You have to give somebody money to do everything. Yeah. Meaning they hold a gun to your head and say, you can't live unless you live in our system. These are the rules of the game. Yep. Steve, how would you like... Your coffee. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to make you like a coffee. like coffee like I like my women. Round up. Stored <laughs> Round freezer. up and pour boiling water over them and then drink the juice. Wow. Yeah. My wife hates that. Do they like that? that? No, not she hates it. it.
0: But she tolerates it. She, she tolerates
1: you. it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> nice. it's sweet of her.
0: All right, you got to go with a cream and two sugars okay what about a skim milk and splenda it's a fucking weakling get out of here you're gonna go go all out come on iced coffee iced tea tea. fair (laughs) fair trade organic black ah like my soul latte like my soul i'd prefer some heroin like my soul (laughs) i'd prefer some tea (laughs) or scalding your face I don't understand why you'd want it to be that hot man like that's how dads drink coffee
1: that is they drink it it's so it's like first off that hot you're not the product has to be drank that hot so you can't taste it yeah if you use well, the water that hot it's gonna be bitter it's shit. the same as like you gotta drink fucking Coors and stuff uh, ice cold that yeah. way you can't taste it you
0: gotta drink like Folgers and shit boiling hot so you don't taste it <sighs> baby rumors who needs them <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. Did you see dads, like, they get that coffee pot mm-hmm. right off of the maker and pour it in a cup and immediately to start, start drinking. They're leathery man mouth. That has barking. to give you, like, throat <laughs> cancer or something, right? Yeah. Like, it has to be destroying, like, mm-hmm. tissue. It Everything has Every single one of them. Don't get me wrong. I like a warm
1: cuppa, but yeah. that can't be safe. I, I think uh, when I make coffee, the, I, I boil the water up to 194 degrees. Hipster. I am hipster. Yeah. <laughs> I'll use the French press. I don't do the pour over method. I don't have that little rig. I got that AeroPress rig. That gets AeroPress. good to me. I'm an AeroPressman,
0: dude. I feel but, like that's like the least pretentious way to be pretentious and drink coffee.
1: Yeah. I, You know what? I do it at home. I don't do it in front of anybody. There's yeah. no pretension about it, I think. I do. I whip it out in front of other people. <laughs> I am ashamed. Here's what I do. I'm going to say cream and two sugars, but I don't just go cream and two sugars. Uh, I, first off, I don't use cream because the guts can't handle it. I like crema. Yeah. The guts just can't handle it anymore. Okay. All right. Use, I use that, I use that, uh, lactose-free 1%. Yeah? yeah. Oh, you're one of those 1%ers, huh? Yeah. I've been warned about your kind. Man, well, you, you know what? You can't get lactose-free whole milk, I don't think. I don't think that's a possibility. I don't think it is. What about, like, an almond milk? You ever do that? Ugh. It's you dumb know, in coffee. It's water. Yeah. You're just adding water that has been hinted at yeah, like maybe nu- like Nut some water, wa- some water that was near an almond at one point. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> so they say, I-, I like to take though, the, the milk and uh, and a little, sh- I don't do two sugars, do a little bit of sugar and I put it, in a little jar And I shake it up Get it nice and frothy Oh yeah Oh yeah Pour that in there Boy You ever do like you ever A homemade latte You ever do a coconut oil
0: In a coffee Yes A little bulletproof good. coffee Yeah blend yeah. it up And stuff mm-hmm. It's actually really nice It is good Yeah mm-hmm. So how do you So you said cream and two cream sugars Cream and two sugars I'm gonna latte myself Cause latte. I don't like I don't like sugar in coffee But I like lots of dairy mm-hmm. So I'm a lattesman myself I really enjoy A flat white Oh,
2: or, or
1: cappuccino. I, like I I always prefer cold brew coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a fan of cold brew because you make it real strong and you can just use a little bit. Yeah, add it to maybe some milk or, or whatever, and you got. You got I usually keep that stoke in my refrigerator. That's good stuff. It's fucking good, and it's like it's not really.
0: I mean, like one jug of that costs as much as like a Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. you yeah, a Fucking Dunkin' Donuts coffee, for that matter. Uh-huh. And i you see talking like, about Dunkin'. <laughs> get you some Duncan. Get you Charlie Card. Hey, 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 man! <laughs> is it Jimmy about Stewart again? <laughs> it's Jimmy Stewart, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> Mister Potter, it's, it's, something about mortgages. I don't know. There wasn't no a witch and wizard. went Bow didn't come from Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go.
1: Jimmy Stewart is Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> What's the least punk thing you can think of? Okay, doing a BuzzFeed quiz should be on here. Oh, Actually, shit. BuzzFeed okay. is an answer. <laughs> Joining the army. Okay. Yeah. Prague rock. Hey, I like prog rock. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But it is very opposite to punk. It is brunch. Okay. Mm, you not having the right brunch? Yeah, maybe. BuzzFeed <laughs> cruelty. Okay. It's a broad answer. Sexism. Okay. Everything. Everything is
0: the least That's, punk. Everything includes punk. So yeah, punk is the least punk thing I can think of. Ugh, so this is it. getting
1: like borderline fucking Buddhist or something. It's deep. Oh shit! It's Zen punk. Everything is nothing. Everything is nothing and stupid. Homophobia. Okay. Major label. Major labels. Okay. I, is that a guy they met in the army? Yeah. Major labels salute. <laughs>
0: so least punk thing that I can think of. So, I'm kind of torn. It's, to me, it's either between joining the army and prog rock. Mm-hmm. I love, I love prog rock. Yeah, I love it. It is also the opposite of everything that is punk rock. Oh yeah, you know it's a bunch of clean cut guys. Uh huh. Well, actually, you know the funny thing is about like prog stuff, and it's also kind of the funny thing about punk stuff. Like prog rock guys are either the most like clean cut, fucking normy people mm-hmm. ever. Or the most, like, fucking always on acid, always fucked up. (laughs) And the thing is, is you could say the same thing. Good time dudes. Yeah, and you could say the same thing about punks, too, where it's like they're either just gutter fucking pieces of shit, (laughs) gross, druggy people, or they're, like, hardcore straight edge. Yeah. Like, actually, so... Yeah, so the people are actually pretty similar in a lot of ways. in a lot of ways. Uh, But the composition of the music of punk rock... Or, sorry, prog rock... Is about as opposite as you can get. I've actually been on this huge prog rock kick lately. Oh yeah, yeah. So like years and years ago, um, I played in a super progressive like metal band called Human Fuse. As you remember, I do. Human poop. Human poop, as mm-hmm. we were known, and um, there our drummer Derek kind of introduced me to all these like late '90s, early 2000s like prog bands. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that got me into like Dream Theater and also other like prog metal bands like Opus and stuff like that but he was also into all kinds of like really nerdy 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 stuff like fucking uh Arion okay. and uh one band in particular that he really dug that he got me into is called uh Star One uh uh-huh. which my Instagram followers might know I was posting about the other day so Star One is the side project of this guy named Arjun Lukinson, okay. who's an awesome player and composer and stuff but he has this this project called Star One, and the first record is called Space Metal.
1: Oh, no. Space
0: Metal. <laughs> and it's, of course, like a concept album about like traveling through space and discovering new worlds and shit like this. And he gets like all these singers and shit from other prog bands to sing on it. So okay. he has like Russell Allen from Symphony X, a bunch of other people on there. And like every singer is like a different character in the story. It's like, oh, the lamest, okay. it's like the lamest and so the it's best. So it's a prog rock opera? Space opera. Space opera. And it's metal, and it's about space. Yeah. And it's the best. I, I highly, strongly recommend listening to the song Intergalactic
1: Space Crusaders from their first
0: album.
3: <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's the
1: best, that's dude. Sad. Like, immediately my mind went, like, flying through space and time. I was just like...
3: Yeah. Yeah. I can get with that.
1: It's fucking Intergalactic awesome. Intergalactic Space Crusaders. Uh-huh. They also got the Eye of Ra. All
0: kinds of other good stuff. It's all like very like Firefly and like Stargate referenced kind of stuff. Awesome. It's great and it makes me feel good and it's so fucking lame and it's the best.
1: Yeah. Lame is fun. What's the least punk rock thing you can think of? Man, I'll tell you what. What I always uh, appreciated, are at least. Wanted to appreciate about punk. Okay, is the idea that hey, we're the bottom, we're the people that nobody else wanted. Yeah, we don't have uh, musical talent, we don't have uh, you know whole lot to say about uh, all the things that pop singers are talking about. Yeah, but we we got shit to say about the government. Yeah, we got shit to say about other bands, other bands, etc. Now. Maybe none of these things ever come to any sort of agreement except, apparently... Punk is cool. Punk is cool. Yeah. Um, It's nice to be here. So I I always think (laughs) that it's sexism is not punk. Homophobia is not punk. Cruelty is not punk. Yeah. Like, you're the people who are the victims of cruelty. You're the ones who should pick up the dregs. And that's what the punk's supposed to do. It's true. So any one of those things would go uh i'm gonna say sexism though. sexism I'm gonna go with that not punk rock not punk rock at all
0: i back it all right so now we're at our results phase and steve <laughs> apparently i am joey ramone from the ramones
1: The Ramones. <laughs> you are hoey ramone
0: <laughs> it says you're fun and cool i like to keep things very simple you can be a little blunt and uncouth but it's very charming because you're so warm and gregarious Everybody loves you. That's Everybody nice. Everybody
1: wants you. It doesn't
0: say oh man. hmm Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking who does that song?
1: Everybody
0: That's like no, it's not Eddie Money. Uh fuck, I love that song. Yeah, it's a great man. song. It doesn't say anything in here about my Joey Ramone being a, a former uh, male prostitute. It doesn't say anything about that. That's weird. Maybe that's what they mean, though, by everybody loves you.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they love you to yeah. the point of paying you for sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everybody. Now, um, Ben, this makes sense to me. I got Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill and Le Tigre. Damn, it's kind of a deep cut. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm deeply invested in social justice issues Okay, yeah You're anti-capitalism I'm an avowed SJW Yeah I don't give a shit Eat dicks (laughs) You fucking snowflake cuck Right wing (laughs) bastards Uh, And want to give voice to the powerless Yes You're sometimes disappointed in Or disgusted by the world around you Mm, Sometimes But your passion and belief That people have power to bring on real change Is inspiring to the people who love you That's pretty tight Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wow. would agree with this. And every time I play a video game, if it can be a female character, I am. Dude, you're I making think, a difference. I think me and Kathleen Hannah pretty much the same person. <laughs> I'm making a difference by playing Skyrim as a woman. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, Steve, let me ask you, man. You um, whenever we met in college,
1: uh-huh, back in the day,
0: back in the Disney. Uh, meaning like maybe a year ago. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like a year ago. We're young people. Yeah. Young folks. Uh huh. Uh, you were one of the first people that I met that was really into punk rock, like real punk rock. Like everybody, everybody Mm. in our generation loves like Green Day and stuff. Yeah. Blink-182. But you're the first guy, one of the first guys that I met that was like, you know, who's fucking sick? The fucking Misfits. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. The Misfits. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I, I still have, um, just over and over, uh, different misfit songs going on in my head all the time yeah like there's a misfit song for that i think in any situation
2: kind
3: (laughs) of like
1: like
0: that that ad campaign there's an app for that yeah there's a misfit song for that yeah
2: um
1: die 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 my my darling yeah i'm a huge fan i that though um to me didn't even seem like that doesn't seem it's not much of a deep cut i guess uh everybody and their dad has uh a misfits tattoo it seems and yeah sure just growing up, like, that was uh that was the sort of stuff that um my friends and I listened to. I was also a big fan of the Dead Milkmen. Still I am. I never listened to much to this stuff, but I've heard Anthony Bourdain sing their praises. Yeah. Should I listen to that stuff? The Dead Milkmen are great, man. Yeah. Check out Big Lizard in my backyard. I think it's one of their strongest albums. Okay. Um Yeah, I I was just growing up, I I had a lot of friends around me who were either big into metal or big into punk or yeah. or both. Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, so everybody wants you, Billy Squire. Billy Squire. Just someday, 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 someday. <laughs> I don't know any of the little ones. Everybody <laughs> wants you. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like growing up that was that was just what we listened to. Yeah. Um, I also remember the ska period. Oh yeah, man. That gets um, good to me. It I have does. A good time. Well there were a lot of there were a lot of good Real Big bands. Fish My Ass. <laughs> okay. Boss Tones me. Yeah, yeah. I like those too. I but like there were more some more obscure bands that I was I liked Bucko Nine a lot. I don't know Bucko Nine. Uh, and every time I think about them, they're just uh, a San Diego punk band. Okay. Like they just remind me of someone skateboarding near a beach. Tight. Like, it's it's real, like, okay with that. upbeat stuff, but, like, uh, just the type of lyrics that you would expect from San Diego. Yeah. Stuff about hanging out on the beach and eating Taco Bell and shit. I like it. Yeah.
0: What about The Dam? Do you ever listen to The Damned yeah. some? They got some jams.
1: Yep. Yeah. I had some... Uh, my my wife's big into The Damned, I yeah.
0: believe, yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff from that era, and it's like, you know, kind of as soon as I started getting into, like, playing guitar and stuff course is when music got like even bigger to me than it was mm-hmm. and you know like a lot of other guitar players i kind of immediately gravitated towards like the most technical again like prog rock and stuff it's like who can fucking play the most complex shit ever yeah bands that just play power chord just stupid blah 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 like uh-huh. i kind of went down that that rabbit hole you know
2: uh-huh.
0: and then like when i met you and when i met my buddy phil and they're like, yeah, I know the Ramones and the fucking mm-hmm. Misfits and yeah. stuff. Like, this is some real good shit. Yeah, it's not. It's not technical. No, a lot of times it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> mean, dude, like fucking Jerry Only from the Misfits, like, didn't even play before yeah. the band started. Yeah, he didn't. play. they were just play. like here is an instrument. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Try this out. Yep. But, you know, I I got into that stuff because there is something about it that's just so, so raw and so real. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I mean, maybe it's even the fact that like. These people that that played a lot of that old school stuff that's just raw and again badly played a lot mm-hmm. of times and like t- terrible tones, terrible equipment, terrible recording. Mm-hmm. What shines through to me is like they were so excited to make music, dude. Yeah, that they put it out anyway. Yeah, it's like they were so excited that they had an idea, they had a statement, they had a lyric, they had a fucking chord progression, they had a riff, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't even care that I'm not polishing this up. I've got to get it out. One two three four. One two three four. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, dude, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that, and that's the total opposite of so much of the uber technical shred, and especially yeah. these days, the fucking Instagram and YouTube world of playing music, where it's like, you know, let me practice this secretly for like fourteen hours and then put and out, out a video, like, oh, like I just just it just did off the cuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's the opposite of all of that, and I really, I really love that. As somebody who has spent so many hours of my life, you know fucking practicing scales to a metronome and shit like that. I and you know, getting neurotic and getting in my own head about it's not perfect enough, yeah. yada yada. I, I admire the fuck out of the fact that some of these bands again were just so enthusiastic about music mm-hmm. that they were they just put it out, they recorded it, mm-hmm. and they were stoked that it exists. It's yeah. like there's no time to polish. Yeah. Just get your statement
1: out there. Yeah, if you if you listen um Listen close to a lot of the Misfits uh, songs, sometimes you can actually hear on the recording yeah. that they recorded over their first attempt. Oh, yeah. Like you, you can, can hear, hear it the punch in the ins, background. Obviously, yeah. extremely <laughs> obviously. Amazing.
0: And then even like technical stuff, like have you ever noticed on like, you know, the song Hybrid Moments? Mm-hmm. It sounds like, and I can't tell who it is, it sounds like the mic is feeding back or uh-huh. something, the, like the whole song. Yep. Like, every time that, that Glenn sings, the mic is singing back yeah. this uh, feedback note. And the funny thing about it is it's so serendipitous. It's a, it's a C note from what I recall from my mind right now mm-hmm. thinking of the song, which is the key that the song is in. Mm-hmm. So, like, every time he's singing and the mic is, like, feeding back, probably from the monitors hitting the microphone or something, mm-hmm. which happens in this movie. Yeah. The mic is feeding back at the pitch of the key of the song. Yeah. And it just works. And yeah. it's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like so much of, of what is great about punk is accidents. Yeah obvious. Yeah, like, exactly. Because it, it's uh, it's throwaway. Like yeah. it's all just throwaway shit. Like yeah. this is like we did this and you listen to it the way we did it or you can fuck off. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like uh by the way, to uh blow my wife's mind, yeah. I know it wasn't the damned; it was the used that you're into. Oh! I just realized that. Look at that! You've probably come to me while listening to this and I been like, like "I damn. don't like the damned," and I'll be like, "Yeah, it would just <laughs> keep, keep listening, listening. bitch." <laughs> <laughs> well, I went, Oh, yeah. Maybe I'd call her bitch. Yeah, sure. That's our name. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's funny though, because like, what led me to play music in the first place was, was punk rock. Uh, mm-hmm. The first stuff that I wanted to play whenever I was, you know, even considering getting into playing guitar mm-hmm. was like Green Day yeah, and Weezer and Blink-182 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But especially Green Day, because yeah. to me, it's like, that's the band that seemed like I could do this. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like the same way that, um, you know, Kevin Smith talks a lot about watching uh, Richard Linkletter's Slackers. Uh-huh.
1: Slackers is a good inspiration and, for a lot of early indie films. Yeah,
0: because, yeah. you know, Kevin Smith said he's like, he watched it and he was like, oh, He's like, this is just the same shit that my friends and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Like, it's it not seems special. like anybody can do this. Yeah,
1: that's the only, for the longest time, the only thing keeping the entertainment industry from moving entirely indie was that people sitting at home were constantly told this is an unreachable goal. You can't yeah. make movies. Direct you can't a can't be movie, in movie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but or you can't play in a band. Or then, whatever. as like you know, the more people got home video recorders and stuff the more people were like i could do this yeah and, and honestly one play one place that always should get some credit in that movement is the porn industry all oh, right porn it wow. really moved toward being just shot with handheld like uh vhs recorders yeah. and shit and that people like, came to like the grubbiness of yeah, it yeah people were like oh yeah that's fine it's I'm like cool i'm really with there yeah and then you see it on like mtv and shit you start seeing that sort of like overly white balanced type of video that's oh. obviously real wow lo fi and then like yeah it like, oh so into, that porn video so yeah, it
0: moves into movies. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. So that's way to go porn. Cool. Yeah really And <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know like the punk rock thing it's like I'll I'll always have kind of a, a soft spot for it in a lot of ways. Like I love the the purity, the simplicity, the excitement mm-hmm. of it all. Um especially in that old school stuff like the Ramones and yeah. the misfits and so on. So yay for yay for punk rock which yeah. is also kind of the main topic of, of this movie yeah absolutely
1: really. I mean there are two big topics punk rock and skinhead punk rock and nazis yeah. which there is an <laughs> unfortunate
0: rock, like nazis. crossover
1: between what? and
0: I don't know like I, I understand yeah. that recently you went down a little rabbit hole yes, about I learning did. about white
1: supremacy yeah well because I okay so I used to work with a guy who was a skinhead oh shit um for how he, long? Uh for how long did I work with him? Yeah. <laughs> or how long was he a skin Because uh, he's not anymore. <laughs> oh uh, he wow? Moved out really? of it. Yeah. He, he he like
0: American history X himself.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. Um but I worked with him for three years. He's a great guy. Yeah. Honestly. Like he he really was a sweet dude. And just talking to him about it, it it was obvious that like he was this gutter punk, like this guy who didn't have a family or yeah. anything. And the white supremacists took him in and that's what they do is they find young white kids who are vulnerable and they take them in and indoctrinate them into this way of thinking like little lost and, dogs returning yeah. to home and which while, In while movie exactly yeah and while doing it they're also building them up and helping them to gain confidence so you're saying that they they're kinda, associating positively with this message but it's not the message it's just that people are being nice to them they deliberately take people that have
0: no affiliation or association mm-hmm. and give them a family to belong to
1: yeah so in a way
0: it's very punk rock which is a very dangerous you know aspect of human psychology the yes. need
1: to belong the need to belong and the people that will exploit uh, it yeah people exactly that will exploit yeah exploit that you need to belong so i also need someone to sell all these drugs yeah you can belong to me and i'll turn yeah. you into a monster and take advantage oh of and you. we hate black people yeah, let's also not talk about the fact that we hate black people cuz maybe we have a drug rivalry with this gang over here that's black yeah. and that's the only reason why i'm bringing this up now
0: yeah <laughs> or, Jeez. yeah like it's so um, this guy was like a legit, like, he was, he I, was hate just, people, I hate black people. Yeah, yeah.
1: He. Wow. But he, he never seemed to ring true whenever he, like, he didn't talk about it much. Okay. Like, I didn't want to bring it up much. <laughs> so like, well, yeah. Let's talk about you being a skinhead. Yeah. Well, the thing was, like, because um, hey, he was the dishwasher. Okay. Uh, And That's I'd go back. a punk rock job. Yeah. And I'd go back <laughs> and he'd be blaring Misfits or Sawin or something. Just Tight. fucking awesome ass. Yeah. Uh, punk and you don't just start like singing along with it or whatever and he's like wait you know that song and like uh, we just started hanging out and stuff and it was always one of those things for me that it was just like I like I know today in 2018 most people uh, who would consider themselves liberals would be like I wouldn't hang out with a Nazi yeah yeah I get that I understand but you're not changing anybody's mind by not talking to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you leave them alone to their own devices, yeah. they're only going to get worse.
1: But, you know, I never tried to change his mind. Yeah. Like, and that well, was the thing. Sometimes you can
0: be a good example by being like, hey, I'm just an ordinary person yeah. that maybe doesn't hate black people. Yeah, I
1: just disagree with <laughs> you on that. And look, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. So, um, I don't know that I had any real effect on him. I think maybe yeah. having kids and, and realizing like, hey, the world's not as simple as black people are the problem yeah or jews are the problem like it, it's much more complicated than sure that. so uh yeah in researching like skinheads and stuff i i thought about him a good bit one of the things that i know about him and i know about other uh white supremacists is that uh they know the power of representation, mm-hmm. which is why they, pro- they they work so hard against movies that are, like, fronted by women or uh, black actors uh-huh. or Asian actors, because they know what representation means to that group. Yeah. Which is why they love movies like Romper Stomper and American History X, and they probably love this movie. I don't know what Romper Stomper is. Romper Stomper, uh, it's an Australian movie about skinheads. but It's yeah. about a real skinhead, I believe, but... Well. It stars, um... Crap, what's his name? Gerard Butler, I believe? Okay, yeah. Oh, wait, no, not Gerard Butler. The other guy. Other guy. Fighting around the world. Oh. What's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, I believe, (laughs) yeah. Fighting around the world. But, like, both of those are supposed to have an anti white supremacy message too yeah but there's no thing he's bad publicity yeah, so. yeah for, for them it's like well yeah but that, it's us like it's us yeah, on screen look at us up there yeah so they in wow. uh dylan roof the guy who shot up that charleston yeah yeah uh church like uh, guy. terrible person um he had a a still from romper stomper up on his uh facebook page or something it was wow. still of like Right when the main white supremacist guy is. That's gotta like piss you off if you're the guy who made this movie to be
0: like, hey, look, skinheads yeah. suck. Uh-huh. And then they're like, Man, we love your skinhead movie.
1: It's like, fuck. Yeah. So uh, this is the thing is they know the power of representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's why they fight against movies like Black Panther or Get uh-huh. Out or whatever. It's not because don't tell the other side of the story. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. want like if the other side of the story is told and you see it on the big screen they might have to think you might have to think and that's exactly what they want to eliminate is thinking sure They gotta get rid of that because if you think you can't be a white supremacist yeah you might not agree with me and then that'd be bad Uh (laughs) uh-huh exactly wow um so yeah just reading about you know the ways that they infiltrate local governments and shit yeah like you know places like montana and uh even eastern washington and parts of oregon where they they've infiltrated local government and they've infiltrated the police force and they've infiltrated yeah. the armies and there's a, a navy veteran or not not even a veteran current guy in, not navy the marines who was recently called out. For being a part of the Charlottesville rally, Jesus, and he he like posted something anonymously, but somebody like traced it back to his IP where he was talking about busting three skulls at Charlottesville. Holy and like, shit! And people are like, "This is active duty military. Like, That's you're not you're good. training a white supremacist to yeah. kill." Oh my god! So and putting weapons in his hands. And yeah, they know ugh. what they're doing. They they're working in the same way Scientologists are too. Yeah. You know, uh, use government systems against themselves. Right. Uh, so, like, it, it really depressed me, actually. No like, doubt. I kept, like, coming, driving here, I was like, God, I hope this isn't just a down episode. Yeah, yeah, Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, white supremacist, not fun. Well, anytime it starts getting down, you're just spraying Jimmy Stoic back on to the Hey, hey, who's looking down now? Hey, anytime time I, uh, every time a bell rings, you know what happens? white supremacist gets his wings. <laughs> white supremacist gets his red laces <laughs> the red no racists. not racist jimmy stewart yeah. no way jimmy stewart racist, racist jimmy stewart Oh. No. Um, so Levi that black alone there are so many th- mentions throughout this movie yeah. of white supremacist stuff that's not expl- they aren't explained the expectation yeah. is you can learn about that yourself or maybe you already know about it if you've been to punk shows or metal yep. shows. You've and, and seen the the red laces. You've seen the. Yep,
0: and that's the thing, dude. Is like watching this movie. I was watching it with Kate, and there were there were a lot of times in there where, um, as you said, there there would be an unexplained, you know, Nazi white supremacist uh, slang term used, yep. and she's like, "What are they talking about?" And I'm like, "Man, I hate that I know what they meant." Yeah, because in playing music and especially playing heavy music and stuff I've encountered a lot of fucking white supremacists and stuff like this uh, it's always a a disgusting nauseating sight to me mm-hmm. um, and, and again especially back back, you know when I was when I was a bit younger and we were playing metal shows and just scummy venues and yeah. stuff like that you're up there you're playing a show you're playing your songs and stuff and then you see some guy like literally stomp into the pit Mm, mm-hmm. And with Doc Martens and red laces yeah. and, like, start... I mean, they, they literally, like, throw Nazi salutes and yeah. fucking push everybody out of the pit and stuff like this. Like, mm. a bunch of young kids that are just there, like, having a good fucking time, you know, pushing their friends around and, and getting their aggression out or whatever. And then you get this, like, fucking, you know, mid-30s, 40-year-old neo-Nazi. That just neo-Nazi. wants to smash
1: somebody's face. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and it's, like, we would get booked a lot of the times with... Uh, especially especially for some reason death metal bands uh, tend to attract skinheads and stuff from mm-hmm. From my experience and this is my experience 10 years ago maybe it's different now yeah. um, which is unfortunate because like everybody that I know that, that plays death metal uh-huh. is like the sweetest fucking bunch of dudes yeah, ever that's true yeah, like, every- dude, like Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse mm-hmm. the nicest fucking yeah. guy on earth everybody will tell you that also just a brilliant fucking dude everybody knows that uh-huh. But for some reason, those bands uh, just tend to attract degenerate fucking skinheads and stuff. So a lot of times we get booked with these death metal bands, and it's just like immediately like, well, fuck, there's going to be fucking skinheads at this show. Yeah, and uh, it's truly, it's truly disgusting. It is. It really is. So, yeah, through playing music and stuff like that, I- I've gotten to experience so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things in life. Mm. Uh, but then also too encountered some of the. The lamest parts of being a human, yeah, exactly. And seeing that these guys choose, you know, concerts full of kids as a way to show their support of the Nazi party and their disdain (sighs) for black people and shit.
1: Well, it's not a party; it's a movement. Patrick Stewart says that.
0: (laughs) And like, I never really had anything truly like fucked up. Like nobody ever got like fucking curbed or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, through playing music, it's like I did end up learning about some of that shit about fucking boot parties and red mm-hmm. laces and yada yada. So it it's pretty lame. It's pretty it lame is. to see. Um, this is fucking stupid. Don't be fucking Come yeah, on, what is people. the
1: point in that?
0: Yeah, y'all lost already. We decided you all were the <laughs> well, bad you guys. you always
1: will. That's that I think is the message of this movie and that that uh can best be seen in the little dog adventure that happens sure. in the past, like last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it keeps He's, cutting back to that dog. I love it. Yeah. Uh, is basically that uh this dog has been trained, mistreated most likely and trained to to totally. kill. But he the only hand it knows that will feed it and be there for it is the man Master, who, who yeah. you know is causing it all this terrible harm but yeah. it doesn't recognize the harm it just recognizes this is where food comes from yeah. this is family, family yeah. and so even when you know uh it's basically abandoned by its owner it still runs right back runs right back yeah uh, it's heartbreaking. That's like a, a real heartbreaking moment at the end when the dog just lays down yeah. next to the dead owner and he's dying. The dog's dying too. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like... It's just like, well, it's family. So it's yeah, all and, I have. And the message is, is like that that's what it is for them. That's yeah. what white supremacy is for them is family. Family. That's
0: a real subtle undertone that they don't really like... Play up a fucking
1: ton in the narrative. Yeah, they don't of the play movie. up. A, they don't play up anything. Dude, a ton. Yeah, I was gonna this say, like, really does, does. It, it does a lot. do a lot of. It's more of like fly on the wall. I think yeah. you said this when we yep. were exactly. uh, getting ready for this. Yep. It's more fly on the wall, just like this is what's happening around this single event. Yep. Um, and no, no real exposition. No time to sit and and uh, and get the story told to you by somebody who's like, all right, look. Yeah, here's what's going on. (laughs) Everybody, look at me. I'm going to tell you what's up. The punk rock band.
0: (laughs) And they're playing for the Nazis. Now, I know what you mean, though. Like, there's so much stuff in this movie that... You know, again, I watched it the first time, like, a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it again the other night in preparation for the show, of course. And it's like, there was so much stuff that I totally didn't catch that first time. And... It's interesting too, because like a lot of the subplot stuff of this movie, um, where like you said, it is very fly on the wall, mm-hmm. where it's like you're just around these people and they're talking about something, and you're not really sure who or what they're talking about.
1: A ton of the characters that you see a lot of times don't have a name.
0: Yeah, exactly. No name. And exactly. You
1: wouldn't, it, it's. I think a bit of the message is that because they're all skinheads and they're all wearing basically the same thing that exactly. it's easy to just blend in you don't know exactly and yep. then like it's also about following that story yourself like re-watching it and being like now oh, what the was guy, going on? the guy who stabbed the kid coming out of the window and who looked real proud about stabbing him yeah he's the guy who's at the van later when they show up and he's the one who gets held at gunpoint and stuff like He he. His high was killing someone. Yeah. And now, like, we're seeing the Justice. But there's no point where you know his name. No. No one says his name. You only see him in two scenes. Yeah. But there's a whole arc for him. And that's the cool thing about this movie, too, is, like, even
0: if you... I think that's what makes it so carefully crafted and stuff, too, Mm -hmm. is even if you don't catch... All of the subplot stuff that's going on... Like you said, all these nameless characters that yeah. do have connections to each other and uh-huh. shit like this. Even if you don't catch it and you just observe it as, Oh shit, here's a band that got trapped in the skinhead venue because mm-hmm. they saw somebody get killed. Yeah. You can still just enjoy the movie on yeah, that Yeah,
1: the simplest story is that simple, like, yeah. caught in a room. Yep. There's no way out. There's no winning. You no. already... Like. I know, like, people watching it might be like, why does he shoot that guy? Why doesn't he shoot this guy? Because then you have to live a life after that. Then you have to, like, deal with the cops. You might go to jail. Like, n- nobody... If you know you're in a horror movie, of course you shoot that person. Yeah. But in real life, you're thinking about consequences. So you're like, maybe we can get out of this. Maybe they'll let us go. Yeah. Maybe Like, maybe there are a million different reasons. Um. And, and that's why you have the, the character... Oh, crap. What's her name? Uh, the the white supremacist chick. Amber. Amber. Yeah. Played by Imogen. Yeah. Poots. Poots. Uh-huh. Her last name is Poots. Her last name's Poots. Let's that's address Poots. that. Yeah, let's address it. It's Poots. funny. I respect the fuck it's... out
0: of her for keeping it real and be like, you know what? I'm keeping it. You know I what? Could, I could change my name to literally anything.
1: Can you imagine, though? Like, because she's British. Yeah, and very cute. And very cute. Uh, one day, she could meet the queen. And the queen could say to her, It's nice to meet you, Miss Poots. Miss Poots. <laughs> God, it's awesome.
0: It's badass. Anyway Her dad um, is Mr. Poots. She's the one that she's <laughs> Mr. Poots sounds like an awesome like nineties board game. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Poots.
3: <laughs> it would
0: have it's the like, game you play oh when you God. boot it away, you Mr. Mr. Have, Poots.
1: You would have like a butt in the center yeah. that would like rotate and every once in a while. You'd, have to it throw would a to- You'd throw a token in there and maybe it'll make it poot. <laughs> or every once in a while, it'll stop and fart. And if you're on that section of the board, it blows you off and you have to go back <laughs> to the start. Oh, Mr. Poots. Mr. Poots. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um... <laughs> It's a great she, companion to
1: Mr. Coffee and Mrs. T. Mr. Coffee, Mrs. T. Mr. Poots. Mr. Poots. <laughs> um, so, anyway. <laughs> so, her character, Amber. Yeah. She's the one who takes each of the steps to amp everything up. Yeah, definitely. She's the one who takes it from trying to knock someone out with a rear naked choke to gutting them. Yeah. Uh, which is fucking amazing effect. Uh, yeah. looks great. Um, she's the one who throughout is being like, kill him, shoot him. Like she knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Whereas they're all coming from a a standpoint where like they don't live in this world. They don't live in this. Like this is about, uh, not only, uh, drugs and hiding a murder. Yeah. This is about an entire movement Uh based around uh, the flimsiest pretext, which is race. Right. Like, cause any one of them could have a child that'll be born a little too dark for them. Yeah. Like (laughs) it could easily happen. Totally. So she's the one who, who, who knows the world best and she's the one trying to push it and, and amp it up the whole time. And they are, they're all doing what any one of us would do, which is being like, okay, maybe there's a way around this. Yeah. Maybe I don't have to kill people. And
0: also panicking.
1: Also being freaked the fuck out. Yeah. 'Cause there's a, a murder happened. Mm-hmm.
0: And dude, I'll I'll tell you, like, something that I think this movie captures very well, like I was saying in our intro, is 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 really what it is like to, to be a on a no budget touring in a band scenario. <sighs> yep. They sleeping in a van, waking running up running out of gas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like I've never been no in, money. I've never been in a situation that crusty mm-hmm. to where we resorted to like stealing gas. Mm-hmm. Which I also do like because it also adds to this kind of moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even the good guys are like, yeah, they're not fucking great, stealing gas and stuff. Yeah. Like nobody really in this movie is all that likable at the end of the day. No,
1: I mean Anton Yelchin. Uh, the
0: dogs are cute.
1: The dogs are cute and they don't deserve anything that happens no. to them. Huh. No, uh, Anton Yelkin's character has a lot of uh, dark comic moments. For yeah, it sure. does. Um, but yeah, they're none of them are particularly great
0: but the way that this movie captures what it's like to to to, to be on tour like i said uh-huh. in that kind of situation where it's like yeah we go to we go to this guy's place for this little interview he's mm-hmm. doing then we find out that our show got canceled yeah but we're like half the country away from home but he says that he can get us a show at this other place of course you jump on it like i feel like some people that watch this movie might be like why would they do that mm-hmm. and it's like
1: no of course you do that yeah of course you do yeah. What, one, you're like they need to get back to Washington D.C. They're yeah. in Oregon. Yeah, exactly. What the hell are they? Are you gonna go to McDonald's get a job for a day? Like, yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? That the real key, I'm
0: gonna clue you guys in.
1: Uh-huh. The real
0: key to touring. Cracker Barrel, is it? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Cracker Barrel. Okay. This is a this is like one of those. I'm I'm spreading the truth. I should probably I'm not spread the this. Actually, yeah, this uh-huh. is one of those like kind of insider things that people that, that play know about. Uh-huh. So, apparently, the story goes that the people that own the Cracker Barrel franchise of restaurants mm-hmm. have a you know a, a son or mm-hmm. something that, that has worked in the music industry. Okay. And so they know what it's like to, to tour and slum it and so on. Uh-huh. If you are a band that is touring uh-huh. in a van with a trailer... okay. If you will call ahead a Cracker Barrel in the area and say, we are a band that is on tour, mm-hmm. may we stop at your establishment, they'll fucking feed you and stuff for free.
1: Holy shit. It's dead serious. That's really awesome. They really will.
0: That's wow. A th- that's a thing. That's really cool. It's fucking rad. Go yeah. Cracker Barrel.
1: Go Cracker Barrel. Crack
0: Bar. Crack Bar. Yeah. But this movie really captures what it is like, though, where it's just like... Well, like, at the at the end of their first show mm-hmm. that they play, they're so stoked because they have to-go containers of rice and beans. Yeah. That is what it's like to fucking tour. Uh-huh. That is what it's like. <laughs> and you eat that shit in the van while you sleep, laying down in the back with no seat belts or anything, where you're definitely going to die if somebody wrecks. Oh, yeah. And the person in the front seat is driving, and you guys are drinking road beers and stuff in the back. Of course. That is exactly what it's fucking like. Like... <laughs> there's there's a lot of movies and stuff that I've seen out there that portray the rock and roll lifestyle that are like way fucking too glamorous and, and don't really expose the shitty side of it. Are you it talking about like
1: Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> rock star? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but you know, it's like this movie actually does do a pretty tight job. Now, the only thing in this movie that I found dispute with, Uh-huh. and I can't say as I've, n- I've never toured with a punk rock band. Okay. But every other band that I've ever toured with when you're in the van and you're riding from show to show, you are not listening to the genre of music that your band plays.
2: Of course
1: not.
0: And may again, maybe, maybe that's different I mean, for punk.
1: Yeah, because punk is all about being hardcore. Yeah. true to it. But so. like
0: every metal band I ever tour with, we're listening to like Hall and Oates mm-hmm. or Madonna. Yeah, on the way to the show. Good stuff. Yeah, it's like we're you're listening to. The, or just podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Podcasts are really what musicians listen to.
1: Yeah. Really. Like, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, I think about that sometimes with, because as a musician, anytime you're listening to music, it's kind of work.
0: Yeah. I can't turn it off. <laughs> yeah. like, I, And I think I might've mentioned this on another episode, but it's like, that's why I enjoy listening to electronic music so much.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: It's like a lot of stuff that is just, really beeps and boops and blips and percussive stuff.
2: And
1: yeah,
0: it's like, I'm not sitting here thinking about what fucking fret that's played on or what tuning this is in. It's like, Wait.
1: you do you know what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounded like three, three, four, five, eight. Frets. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, I, I, I enjoy that about it. But I, that's the only thing in this movie that I was like, I don't know if that's exactly accurate. But again... <laughs> Your taste may vary. I don't know how long this band has been touring, playing punk music and stuff. Maybe they're still fresh enough at it to where they're just about it all the time.
1: All the actors look like they're mid to late 20s, which to me uh, was like, okay, so they're super dedicated at this point. (laughs) Like if you're still riding around in a van getting paid $6 a person for a show at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. uh, Man, you're dedicated. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I just, I love that. I love that stuff in this movie where they do really show... Just how fucking shitty, and it's like you know they're wearing the same clothes for for days at oh, yeah. a time, and I also really like super the fact, Super sexy, yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, also speaking of super sexy, I really love the fact that there's a chick in the band that nobody is dating.
1: Yeah, she's because just guess part what? of the band.
0: That happens all the time.
1: Yes, it does. Because it would be weird to date the person you're playing music with.
0: I would think kind it of would fuck be. up the band. I've known many Fleetwood ti- Mac, dude. Okay, I've mm-hmm. known many people who have made well I've, I've known a few people that have made it work okay Lindsay and Thomas they got her done and then I've known lots of other situations where it has just come to absolute apocalypse yeah it destroys the band oh my god yeah or makes great music like you said Fleetwood Mac Fleetwood Mac yeah but God Fleetwood, I listen
1: I listen to rumors all the time dude it's and it's, I, I just sit fantastic. there mind blown like like, four of these people had so much problem with each other. Woo. How did they ever get this done?
0: Never Going Back Again. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, that's the jam of jams. Mm-hmm. Also, that is near fucking impossible to play on guitar. It's it so fucking sense. hard to play. Yeah. It's badass. But I really love the way that this movie captures the momentum of, like I said, it's just like, oh man, well, our show got canceled. Well, this other guy says he can get a show at this other place. We'll go there. Oh my God, it's scummy and weird. Like, uh-huh. I have, I've never obviously ended up in like any sort of situation as fucked up as what these people end up in uh, while touring. What if you had? Oh man. What if you're
1: like, this movie really hit home for me because there was this one time Skankbanger and I had to murder a bunch of people. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) That sounds like, by the way. I want... You guys... Okay. That's if we can sentence. find some animators yeah. out there, I want to see a skank banger that. Christmas episode where you have to fight your way... <sighs> you have to fight your way out of... Uh, You're at... Uh, you're at a club okay. when all the girls want to fuck Skankbanger and yeah. all their boyfriends are mad. Whoa. <laughs> you got to fight your way through a bunch of boyfriends. I want that to be a,
0: a an app like a game. Yeah, that sounds that to be great. A game.
1: I want it to be Double Dragon style fighting too. Absolutely so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Punch, kick.
1: Uh huh. Turn into a ham or something. <laughs> Restore my health. Yeah.
0: But I, I've ended up in so many weird scenarios where it's like you go and you play a show somewhere and then you talk to somebody after the show and they're like, hey, they're going to let us crash at their place tonight. Yeah. And it's like, as, as you know, normal, normal people, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, a stranger wants me to sleep at their house. That sounds great. It doesn't. No. But the thing is, is like when you're out on the road and you haven't. You haven't seen fucking warm running water for a week. It's the best thing. I mean, cuz seriously, it's like mm. especially again playing shitty metal and stuff like this, it's like most venues that you play are are just dumps, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I've played so many fucking dumps over mm-hmm. the years. I've had a great time doing it. I'm not complaining. But whenever you're out and like I said, it's been it's been a week since your hands have seen warm water. Mm-hmm. And you're like somebody wants to take my grubby, scummy ass in for the night and yeah. let me sleep on a bed, not in a van uh, with a the windows bed? down in a Walmart parking lot, mm-hmm. which I've done so many fucking times. Uh-huh. You you jump on it immediately. Yeah. And I've had situations where it's like you go and okay, like I can remember one particular time when I was I was playing with a band and we had a couple of shows in the same state and this person's home was kind of like a central hub where it was like, well, our show today is two hours from there. Our show tomorrow is three hours from there. Our show the next day is two hours from there. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of in the middle of this hub. You know what I mean? So it's like after every show, we'll just go back and stay at their place because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll welcome us back. And it's like, you know, you, you go there and you're like, oh, man, these people are, are so sweet. They're so nice. They sure do have a lot of pit bulls and stuff. Mm. But they seem really cool. Yeah. And then you're like, uh... I guess some people showed up and then left again. Uh-huh. That's fine, though. And then you're like, I guess I saw the mom handing the kids pills and stuff. Oh, no. And you're like, I guess that kid was asleep on the couch because they took pills. Oh,
1: no. Or, I guess they
0: have the dogs because they're drug dealers.
1: Oh, no. And they
0: want to keep people away. Oh, no. I mean, that kind of thing happens. <laughs> That's what it's fucking like touring.
1: As a person who uh in the past has frequented a lot of drug dealer houses. Yeah. They're not fun. No. No.
0: No, not really.
1: Yeah, you gotta find the right friendly neighborhood drug dealer to you hang really out with. You really do, man.
0: And I've heard much, 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 much worse stories. Some buddies of mine that play um that, that I play with actually. They they told me the story this one time about how they were out in LA. Uh huh. And they're like shitty fucking skanky manager guy that they were working with at the time is like, oh, you guys want some weed? I'll score you guys some weed or whatever. I got a guy
1: in L.A. Yeah, he's got a guy. He's got a guy. L.A. is a guy. And L.A. So, is the guy. Yeah, the L.A. Yeah. guy. <laughs> and so like they they
0: drive out to this guy's place to like get some some grass and stuff. Uh-huh. And man, it's like, and this is before it was legal. Uh-huh. And they show up at this guy's house and he has like mannequins hanging from trees jesus they said they walk in there and they see that it's like a little kid sleeping on like a pile literally sleeping on a pile oh, of no. trash
1: oh jesus. a
0: pile of garbage
1: oh god
0: and this guy was like oh that's my son
1: oh, and jesus
0: i mean these are the situations you end up in yeah when you fucking tour uh-huh. and you're not you know justin timberlake or something like this Yeah. I have played so (laughs) many. I bet Justin
1: Timberlake has never been in that situation. No. but it's That's why he has the voice of an angel. He's fucking
0: amazing. (laughs) And the hair of a ramen noodle. He does. He has (laughs) delicious looking hair. So curly. But it's like, I've played so many places over the years that have reminded me of this fucking place. Yeah. You know, the venue that they end up playing, this old abandoned fucking barn that's Mm -hmm. just... It's sort of kind of a venue. It's just barely passable as a venue. Yeah. It's really just an excuse for people to get together and hang out and then also run drugs out of. Yeah. I have played so many of these places where you show up and you're like, this place is literally falling down. And you're like, (laughs) how is it staying open? They're just letting people in. And you go, it's because it's a front for
1: drugs. This place is literally made out of falling falling down VHS. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And you just go, as soon as we're done, we're getting out of here. Yeah. Like, oh, I have yes. played this fucking place, dude. And so, whenever I watch this movie, and they're like, you know, yo, as soon as you guys are done, you're leaving. Please. Okay, great. That's great. Yeah, Wonderful. Like, don't block this hallway. Uh-huh. Get your gear the fuck out of here. Uh, Whoa, well, okay. See ya. You play in front of Thank a Thank you for fucking, the three
1: hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah.
0: Hostile crowd. Mm-hmm. Like just fucking we do uh, not we do not belong here. Dude, I don't know was, how
1: hostile that crowd would have been if they hadn't started with Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> which is a rad way. That's pretty fucking punk. Yeah, it's punk as fuck, that. yeah. But it's like, dude, okay, there was one show that I played with my old band arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and we showed up at the, at this venue, like this venue invited us to come and play. It was like this big festival day with all these other fucking bands and mm-hmm. stuff. And it takes us forever to find the place it's in the middle of nowhere. And we, apparently we had driven past the quote unquote venue several times because the quote unquote venue was like an old abandoned gas station. <laughs> Seriously. That's like awesome. it was like, if you took just any fucking <laughs> typical quickie mark, yeah, And gutted it, took all the wire racks and shelves and stuff. Oh, man. And then set up a PA and said, now it's a venue. (laughs) That's what you had. (laughs) And we show up at this place, and it's just like, oh, my God, where the fuck are we, right? And there was like a million bands playing that day, and so we were waiting to play our show, and we were waiting outside. And, like, across the street from this venue, there's this huge hill, it's, like, this giant hill. Uh-huh. And the sun was starting to set, so it was, it was going dark and stuff outside. And we see that right across the hill, there's, like, this blazing inferno lighting up the sky. hmm Like, the sky, it looked like fucking Mordor. Like, Mount Doom was oh, on the no. other side of the hill. It was, like, orange in the middle of the night and stuff. And, um... You know, we're like, yo, what is going on over there? And so our bass player, like, called the local fire department and it's like yo i'm at this location there's this giant fire over the hill like, you could see embers rising up uh-huh. even though this hill is gigantic and they're like oh we we've been reported about that it's a control burn okay. and then and then like we talked to the people that are there at the venue and we're like uh is this okay there's like a huge fire over there oh honey that's just the kkk rally
1: oh damn that's happened oh damn
0: and you go oh we gotta fucking go as soon as we're done playing.
1: And as far as I we're understand, out. KKK rallies involve a lot of singing and dancing. I saw our brother work <sighs> though. Yeah, sure they did some
2: of that.
3: <laughs>
1: God, that movie's so good. Yeah, it's
0: great. It's so good. So uh, it's like watching this movie. It it hit me so real, and, and, and it's interesting <laughs> because it like, should I, I mean, imagine that there's a lot of people out there that live, let's just say, more conventional lives that can probably see a lot of different movies and be like, wow, I really relate to this. Like I'm a stockbroker or I'm a teacher or I'm a clerk at a gas station. Like I can relate to this movie that I'm watching. I'm a boy
1: who met a girl who I fell in love with, but then some complication occurred, but don't worry, we got married. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like there's, there's something out there for a lot of people, but doing what I do, playing music and stuff for a living and living like an idiot. It's like, there's not really a lot of stuff that I see where I'm like, this is, yeah, this is right. I've lived this. I've mm-hmm. done this. Yep. But
1: it's like watching Just this in this Mortal Kombat. Yeah. For da-na, you. Da-na, 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 da-na. <laughs> you beat up a man with four arms that one time, <laughs> punched him right in the balls. Going back to Fear Factory again. Tell
0: <laughs> that Fear Factory earlier. Uh, but yeah, this movie is really cool to me because I feel like it did actually pretty fucking well represent what it's like to low budget shoestring budget fucking Mm -hmm. tour and rough it. It really did.
1: That's the thing about this movie. I would say for sure is that there's no element to this. That's like, uh, I like it's, this is a horror movie. I say, I would say for sure it's a horror
0: movie. Yeah. But, yeah, that's something I were talking about. Is like, is it a is it a thriller or is it a
3: horror
1: movie? Like to me, it's I, yeah. horrifying because yeah. I've been there. I think for it to be a thriller, it would there would be more like twists and turns. And this is pretty hmm. straightforward. Like they right. are, there was a murder. There's heroin. They can't have the cops there, and they have these four witnesses. They have to kill five. Yeah, there right? Because they also need to get rid of Amber. Um. But there's no, there's nothing about this that you're like, um, oh, there was, there's something spooky going on. Yeah, yeah. I, even
0: I, I, it's I was, haunted by the ghost of Himmler.
1: Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did expect that the first time I watched it, I thought like, okay, this isn't just gonna be, yeah, like this them straight in a room and this straightforward. Uh, and the thing that really made me my mind keep going that way was when they find uh, in that girl's pocket the Fleischwolf. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I thought at that point, I was like, Oh fuck the white supremacists are werewolves. Oh, I thought it was going to be them fighting white. Yes. I thought it was going to be them fighting white supremacist werewolves. By the way, that sounds I would be pretty okay with that. That sounds pretty sick actually, but it didn't happen. Um, and I was a little disappointed, but (laughs) not going to lie, not going to lie. But like (laughs) this movie is so straightforward. It's hard to say it's horror, but it's hard to say it's not horror because it is, it's, that is yeah. it is a nightmare that is exactly that's oh yeah what, there's uh, nothing about Jolkin's this that character couldn't happen. says like at the end this is a nightmare yeah and, like that's exactly what i was thinking because there's no there's no easy answer at any point there's no easy answer there's no. nothing they could have done that would have definitely turned out positive for right me. what do you know about the director of this flick oh man jeremy uh Salnier. i assume it's pronounced uh, he and Macon Blair, who plays Gabe in this. Uh, Gabe is Gabe? the he's the guy who ends up helping them at the end. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The kind of traitor dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Not Daniel. Not the one who helps them because his girlfriend was killed. But oh, Gabe, the okay. one who helps them. He was the one who was like pressure washing the blood off the walls. Yes, of them, and, and they, just kind of lets them go. Yeah, just kind of lets them go. Um, They were uh, growing up uh childhood friends they made movies together with like you know uh, old school super cool. 8 camcorders and then VHS uh camcorders um they made a horror comedy called Murder Party in 2007 that didn't do very well uh and then they made uh you know they they were making stuff back and forth trying to make it in the entertainment industry yeah their childhood dream and they had come to the point where they re- Decided like, you know what? It's not going to work for us. Let's just make one movie to be like our, like, swan goodbye. Song. We tried this swan yeah. song. And they made a movie called Blue Ruin. Now, I haven't seen, that. I haven't seen it either. Heard great things. Um, and uh, people have suggested it on the, the Facebook group and Time? stuff. Blue Ruin um, did okay. And it actually got them attention. Kind of re-energized him up. Yeah, and it gave him the opportunity to make this movie, which got him a ton of attention. Yeah. Now, this movie didn't make uh, a lot of money. It actually... Uh, the budget was five million, and it made three point eight million. Seriously, in the box office. Well, but, I don't remember seeing any advertising. Yeah, exactly. or for it, uh, which it, is kind of punk rock. It, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was ultimately too punk rock. They're they're definitely made back money on streaming services and stuff. It used sure. to be on Netflix. It was on Hulu for a while. It's on Amazon Prime. Like, they're making back their money. Yeah. Um, making Blair though. Uh, has also directed a movie you may have heard of called "I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore." Oh, for real? Yeah. So the guy who that's plays a sick movie, Gabe, in this directed that. Uh, he's really? also been in He was in Logan Lucky. He was in uh, Logan Lucky is pretty cool. We yeah. watched that a couple weeks ago yeah. too. Yeah. So and uh, Jeremy Saulnier has a, a new one that's on Netflix. I can't remember the name of. It. Anyway, so I I think it's a really cool situation where you have just these two childhood friends growing up who wanted to make movies yeah, and the th- like the moment where they're like let's just we're gonna give up we're just gonna do what we want to do one yeah, last time one and, more yeah and then it's over and then and it that hits. worked that's time yeah so that made it them realize like oh well then we should just do what we want to do and it's just like when green day released american idiot <laughs> I don't <wanna> be american <laughs> and then the music
0: got way better after that yeah, so
1: much better <laughs> god it was so good <sighs> it's exactly like that <laughs> I, I think i said at that time and by the way uh not not the type of person to say this but i was just so mad at green day when american because yeah, it was so bad that I and was Billy just Joe, like, just Billy move G- to Canada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just get on out of here. Just leave, Billy Joe, and your fucking touring makeup
1: artist. Uh, really? Come on, man. Yeah. It's just sad. Anyway, though, but yeah, so uh, a real cool story leading That's up cool. to this. Right, the Jeremy Saulnier is the writer and director of this. Um, he obviously has a a good, idea of how a movie should progress. The exposition is, oh, yeah. is all show. Yep. There's no tell. No. Yeah. And that's something that we we
0: both said we really admire mm-hmm. in movies is the show me, don't tell me yeah. aspect. Like really clunky exposition. Yeah, they don't waste any time with There's that. zero of that mm-hmm. in this movie. Um and again, that doesn't make it an easier watch. No. and, and honestly it's like you said, there's a lot of characters who's like their name is said maybe once in the movie maybe once yeah and again it's like that kind of goes back to the the experiences I've had playing music and traveling and stuff is it's just like you'll leave the venue and been like yo did you talk to that dude who was wearing the red jacket uh huh that guy was fucking crazy. Old red jacket, dude. Yeah, he and was talking to that knows. guy with the long hair, and it's like uh, the don't...
2: guy with the long hair.
0: But yeah. it's like when you when you are touring and you just show up at some place you've never been to and you don't know any of these people, but they're super tightly knit and they all mm. know each other and stuff. That's how it is. Mm. It's like it really is. That's the cool thing about this movie again is that it really is like you were just dropped into this situation.
1: You know, it's really interesting because I, I I knew this that that. Yeah. Uh, People in bands, or or any uh, comedians, etc. They just remember people from distinctive features. Oh, yeah. And I always thought, like, oh, I wonder what they say about me. And then I overheard it one time. Did you guys see that dude with the pretty dick? Did you see that guy with that huge
0: pink dick? Yeah. So pretty. Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. Oh, shiny. His stream was so powerful. I was standing next to him at the toilet.
1: (laughs) And that's the identifying feature. Yeah, pretty dick. They call it. <laughs> oh, pretty dick. Oh, pretty here. dick. Um, so yeah, this this is like. I think. We should talk about because what we get for Anton lot is either super dark, yeah, comedic sort of line. Blessed is his last role. Yeah. Well, I before mean, before his even, highly uh,
0: suspicious, strange death. Well,
1: his death. Um, was caused by transmission failure on his Jeep Grand Cherokee, and his parents settled out of court for a good bit of money. I assume. Does it not seem shady though? It's weird. It's weird. He was found at one a.m. Um, I mean the area that he lived in, uh, it's his driveway was pretty steep. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, he went to go. He got his- like,
0: pinned against like a brick mailbox thing yeah. in his car or something. Yeah. How long was he trapped
1: like that? They don't, like they know that he died within a minute. Oh wow! Uh, and they say that like that would make it easier on people.
0: But are you telling me that nobody drove down that
1: road and at saw this fucking guy? It's, it's, I think it was in Century City. No, I mean it's it's uh, nobody saw that. It's the and valley. It was like, Maybe I should call the cops. <laughs> like a lot of people living up there work in the studios, yeah. meaning they're asleep at one a.m. They've been asleep for three or four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um bless his heart. But he he's a great char- actor man. He uh he was great. You I ever mean, see uh, Pavel Chekhov himself. Uh he was in Charlie Bartlett, wasn't he? He was Charlie Bartlett. Fucking awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yeah. Um he's his character delivers a lot of the like I guess th- the ethos of the band in the so. interview yeah. uh he he says a lot of things and and as they go he says some things that sort of indicate the ethos of the band and i want to ask you your opinion okay, hit me. on some of the things he says all right all right he talks about um how they have no social media presence yeah because they they think of the ephemeral nature of a live show yeah and they, they don't want to be the type to be recording and, and getting all these people. What they want is what he calls the texture. Right, yeah. Being there,
0: experiencing it. What in do person. you
1: what do you say? Live show or album? Yeah.
0: Which is better? That that's an interesting thing to me because I, I am an, an absolute whore for publicity. I'll yeah. advertise myself in any way possible. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things that I do have these like kind of debates about with myself about like, okay, you know, is music more special if it only exists when you're there listening mm-hmm. to it? That's something that I've thought about many times before. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be so, um, so bold and so gutsy for a band that is in an advantageous position. Mm-hmm. So in other words, let's say somebody who's been grandfathered into the music industry. Um. So, like, let's say a Radiohead or the Foo Fighters or something Radiohead, like
1: that. Foo Fighters, got them.
0: To be like, yo, we're done with our new album, but we're not recording it. You have to come see it at shows. Uh-huh. You have to come see it. Like, that is one of those things that I think would be so fucking cool.
1: Because they can afford to do that.
0: Yeah. 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 It, yeah, exactly. Because if you're, like, a nobody band, you're like, yeah, come see my album. Yeah, nobody's going to. No. But... If you are, you know, again, like one of these bands who's already been kind of grandfathered in and you had that advantage to be able to do that, that's one of those things I think would be so cool. Because you got to think, like, music as a medium has existed far, 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 far longer than the The recording music industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like back in the day, and this is one of those things to me that's so amusing, is that back in the day, If you wanted to hear the newest, like Scott Joplin piece
2: back in the day,
0: back in the day, Uh it's like you'd have to go hear what's old Scotty
1: J up to, yeah, what's Scotty J doing these days,
0: Uh or you know, a bot concerto or whatever, Uh you had to go see it. Or in the case of John Dowland and some of these other musicians, you had to go to the store and buy the sheet music. That was a big thing
1: in the 19th century, like, dude, going to the store, buying the sheet music, and playing it for yourself, playing the songs, Mm
0: -hmm. like to me, that is so interesting dude yeah. um, in the same way that it would be really interesting if like a restaurant's concept was don't come here and try our new dish we just printed out a recipe card and you come buy it and then you make it at
1: home it's kind of like Papa Murphy's you ever <laughs> had one of those Papa Murphy's <laughs>
0: Papa Joplin's Papa Joplin's make it yourself yeah <laughs> That's awesome. That is totally the model. Uh-huh. Yeah, Papa Murphy's is taking it back. <laughs> but you know, it's like that's a really interesting thing to me. Is that you ended up back then with so many different interpretations of songs when people are just reading the sheet music and it was just like, well, I think the tempo the tempo was about right here. Yeah. yeah, and you'd play it the way that you played it, but that might not be the way it was really intended to be played. And it was like a discovery. To hear this song for the first time as your hands were playing it, I think yeah. that's so fascinating. Or again, to go see a, a show or an orchestra performance or whatever yeah. and be hearing that music for the first time right there in front of you, it has to be really interesting. Um, but in the same way, the, the, you know, I've benefited greatly from the recorded media mm-hmm. my entire life. I mean, I've, you know, there's never been a moment in my life where albums weren't available Um, So, I don't know. It's really interesting, and I think I can kind of see both sides of the argument there as far as, like, when music is live in front of you being performed by warm-bodied humans, that's something different than a record experience can can ever capture. Uh And I feel like... I'll tell you this, man. uh, You know, live music right now, outside of, obviously, our like Rihanna's and Taylor Swift's and stuff like this... Live music isn't exactly huge in the world right now. Like, yeah. Even when I was like a, you know, a late teens, early 20s, like going to shows was like a social event where it was just like, man, I'm going to go hang out with my friends at the show. Yeah. Or go see my friend's band and stuff like that. I don't feel like that's as much of a, a thing right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No. I don't and I think that part of that is to blame on... On honestly, people watching live videos of concerts on their phones. Yeah, because whenever you watch a live concert video on your phone, of like, oh, here's what fucking uh, Ghost sounds like live or whatever, it's the most unflattering audio. Yeah, ever. the The speakers are all blown out. Here's sounding. what Ghost
1: sounds like live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I definitely want to go see that. <laughs>
3: yeah
0: Yeah. it's just like kick drums and yelling yeah it's like what the uh. but then whenever you're there in person and you're experiencing those sound waves yeah yeah you're experiencing live molecules being disturbed by sound waves Uh uh-huh it's it's completely different and the only things i can really liken it to are like i remember growing up looking at pictures of of da vinci's and dalis Mm -hmm. and all these other beautiful works of art that i loved but then when you see it in person.
1: Yeah, it is way different. It's
0: completely fucking
1: different. Yeah. When you're
0: seeing it in three dimensions uh, with your own eyes. Yeah. Not through what this lens yeah. of a photographer and the lighting he's putting on it and mm-hmm. the Photoshop or whatever he's putting on it says it looks yeah. like. But when you're seeing it through your own fucking eyes or whenever you're hearing one of these bands through your own fucking ears Uh-oh. right there, it's completely different different but i feel like a lot of young people it's like they're watching live concert videos that are recorded on the worst mics and then being reproduced through the worst speakers on their phone yeah they're like oh live music sounds bad i'll just stay home man it it sucks that sucks because live music can be fantastic it can be horrible too
1: it can be i i've never been a huge live show type of person yeah um too loud too yeah too loud that is true i'm an old man too loud turn it down uh numero dos uh not a huge fan of crowds oh yeah i i get because like people talk about what they love about concerts the energy of the crowd and everything i hate all that yeah so like that's hard for me big fan of albums but I've been to some great shows yeah. where it's like, yeah, you couldn't capture this. No, you couldn't you? Couldn't put this into no, dude. like I remember any the f- other form. The
0: first couple times that I saw Man Man mm-hmm. from Philadelphia, he mm-hmm. was just a wonderful, wonderful fucking band. Um, Man Man, I recommend our Man listeners check Man. them out, especially their album Rabbits Habits is one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite pieces of music I've I've written. But like that band, whenever you see them live, and they're playing this music that sounds like crazy. Bouncy, weird, like, Ren and Stimpy cartoon, Frank Zappa, weird Tom Waits music. Uh But everybody there in the crowd has the same... uh, They're there for the same thing. Everybody is there to have a good time. Everybody's there to dance. Everybody's there to have fun. Everybody's there because they love the same things and want to scream the same words. Yeah. Um, Being in the crowd with that sense of unity is so wonderful and so inspiring and cannot be captured by sitting there listening to a live video on YouTube, on your phone by yourself. And also too, that, that, that is also probably part of what makes the connection between, uh, white supremacy and music. Yeah. So strong is because whenever a bunch of these fucks get together and they're all there for they, the same reason because they love they how bond. the yeah, yeah, they bond. Yeah, because they they love how the band sings about hating black people or whatever. Yeah. Uh that sense of unity it, it's always been one of those things that is to me very beautiful and very scary. When you're in a room with a bunch of people that are all thinking the same thing that is frightening. And, it really is. And it's beautiful to have this shared experience but then you also take a moment and you go this could be really dangerous. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, real really fast. Quick. Yeah
1: now that we've enjoyed the
0: band, let's eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Now go out and stab somebody in the streets. You're like, yeah, stab yeah, us. We're all all for the Stabbing. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it, it's interesting in a lot of ways to me. Mm-hmm. So that's a long winded answer to your, to your question about no, live I versus think it's perfect. album, but it actually
1: I, gets to a lot of the other stuff they talk about, right. about how the energy can't last and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, that actually deals with all of that Tight. really well. There, there are a lot of quotes that he, he has throughout, but like...
0: He's a little bit more of the, the more woke one. I he mean, is, yeah. The,
1: he's the one who seems to have some philosophical view yeah. about what they're doing. The worse. drummer,
0: Reese, is the ultra-aggro one. Yeah. There's always that dude in every band that's the super-aggro one. That's yeah. like, wow, man, you really are usually just the stressed out.
1: Yeah, usually.
0: <laughs> usually so. Because uh, he
1: got that drum kit to get out that aggression
0: yeah he needs to beat things <laughs> and he beats things in this movie yeah, too it's like he he's does. like the kind of faux mma
1: uh-huh.
0: armbar, uh-huh. uh rear naked choke guy yeah he fucking does it too man hell yeah he does. Yeah. jesus man yeah he breaks that dude's arm he reminds me of greg pucciato from dillinger skate
1: playing a lot too. okay like a less buff version of greg <laughs> he is very small yeah they're all little which yeah. made me think they're supposed to be maybe nineteen or twenty maybe. type of yeah yeah um so I I mean we've talked about this movie a bit but here here's basically what happens in this movie yeah. band goes to a concert venue uh, witnesses that someone has been murdered yeah and Just then fluke. the white supremacists can't let them leave yeah and they try to kill them and they survive two of them. One of them, a white supremacist, who I guess has learned that she can't trust all white supremacists. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And then one of the members of the band. On the side, we have a story about uh, Daniel. Why that person got killed. Yeah, why that person got killed. Daniel was dating Emily, is her name. Yeah. Uh, And he was dating her on the low, because she was also dating Worm, who is a big, scary white supremacist.
0: Again, seen that guy it shows.
1: Yeah, that dude's Many familiar sounds. to me. I have seen that dude. Yeah.
3: Remember,
0: how I was talking about a couple episodes ago about how like the 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 Thor's hammer and stuff has been like yeah. adopted as a white supremacist mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that guy. That guy. That guy. That guy. That's he's the reason why I get fucking frisked at airports. Yeah, because that I'm dude that th-
1: yeah. believes he's Thor. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he he uh, murdered Emily because he found out that she was going to leave him for Daniel. While he was playing a show, yeah. Um, also going on is Patrick Stewart is uh, running this little uh, organization of white supremacists and yeah. selling heroin. Yeah. All of those things converge in this one moment mm-hmm. to just uh, fuck this band. <laughs> yeah, like they really all these things come together. they to were just in the wrong place, wrong, wrong time, wrong place, wrong time that's why it's horror that's why it's not a thriller yeah. that's why i think this is pure horror yeah because well dude because when you're like out of town and nobody there knows yeah.
0: you fuck you
1: yeah nobody's gonna you're miss nobody. you
0: if you die here yeah nothing the gonna
1: police happen. won't have any idea how to contact no.
0: anybody you might be related no to. Yeah. and especially when you're stuck in a room with an unlicensed firearm that they can't prove doesn't belong to the band yeah it's like they can't so, prove
1: the band didn't stab this girl, in yeah the head. exactly like they, yeah like
0: there's so much shit going on where it's just like no, they really are fucked, like yeah, to the eyes of the law, like they are fucked, and there is no proving they didn't do this shit, yeah,
1: uh, and so basically we get a uh a, it's bot- a bottle scenario, yeah, a bottle yeah. scenario, they're all kind of stuck in the room until yeah. later they're able to to get out, which doesn't work out well for them, no, but eventually they do kill all the white supremacists to survive gabe who seems like maybe he got caught up in this and doesn't want to be a part of Not what's really happening. sure of it yeah, yeah. and worm who oh yeah yeah he does live. the the, the major problem uh, and the scariest of the white supremacists that we meet other than maybe patrick stewart yeah darcy He's he's frightening because he's, fucking he's awesome. organized. Yep, and he's smart. More on that later. Yeah. I
0: think that's a huge part of this movie. So, yeah, you're right. At the end of the movie, we see Worm eating cereal, watching cartoons next to a guy who is just
1: fucking knotted off with a heroin needle in yeah. his arm, and nothing has changed. Not a thing has changed. Nothing's going to be different. <sighs> you you uh, cut off one head they they grow two more back they're yeah. hydra right i mean that that is what they are like yeah they they prey on the idea that they are the victims so if you turn them into the victims they their philosophy grows yeah if yeah. you don't it's like well yeah we're right their we philosophy are grows like it, right. it, there's no winning there's wow. no winning it seems I mean, because they've always existed. There's always been this weird, like, tribalism. Humans are terrible. Humans are terrible. Yeah. The positive is we do always win. We always beat them. Yeah. They come back more and more, but they're never going to dominate the planet. There's kind of a lot of them that are kind of dominating the planet right now. Well, Richard Spencer can't pay his bar tab. <laughs> I'm just saying like all these white supremacists that like the news media made look like these are the face of the alt, right? Yeah. Uh, they've lost book deals, they don't have money, That's they true. don't like nothing's working out for them. Yeah. The media made it seem like white supremacy on the rise. No, it was as much as it always was. Yeah,
0: it's kinda always there. Uh
1: it's never gone away. No. Uh uh-uh.
0: uh.
1: Um and it probably
0: never will but on the bright side because of social media it can at least fuck up your life if you're so fucking yes. dumb that you think you're better than somebody else that's, you're different the thing. that's
1: the thing that's been proven more and more by the media saying that yeah. white supremacists are running everything it's like everybody's like okay well let's find them yeah. there's that one and there's that one and there's that one and it ruins their lives and they're all whining and complaining oh free speech no dude yeah, your free speech is what lost you your job Yeah, exactly You, you can, can, you can say speak that freely, shit but I don't have, have to want. fucking agree with yeah, it Yeah, nobody wants to be around you, you ass Yeah, exactly <laughs> So like, uh, fuck, yeah, fuck off with that Um, I don't think they're ever winning I don't right. think they're uh, ever ahead I hope so I, I, of course, I've, I said with confidence, there's no way Donald Trump become president. Jesus so Christ! So I don't always know what I'm talking well, about. And, and I'll, but, I'll also say that that you
0: and I, being, uh, hetero white, yeah, males, we're always pretty far away from the ledge as far as saying racists yeah. aren't winning because like we're never being racially oppressed either. Yeah. So I, I will say that we are kind of in an advantage yeah, we, position to say that.
1: We also have inside knowledge of the white supremacists. Yeah. Because they sure do uh, trust at us. parties trust <laughs> us to say like whatever crazy hey, shit. I'm not
0: racist but here's something really racist. They oh, always say to us. That was yeah. real
1: racist. I like movies like I've, this though that are like I've one... gotten invites of people at oh, parties that were just there. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, like, um, I like movies like this that are, that are mainly one location. Like, bottle-type movies where people are yeah. stuck in one spot. Yeah. You know, again, like that fucking... The Nostromo and Alien, mm-hmm. or The Overlook and The Shining. The Witch. Yeah, yeah. dude. Stuck like, in one... Actually, this reminded is. me a lot
1: of ways of The Witch, because wow. the place is surrounded completely by forest. Yeah, it is. And they... It's conifers. They legit have nowhere to go if yeah. they do get out. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. know where they are. They Where do you go? You're yeah. just lost among amongst this white supremacist forest. Yep. Even the trees probably didn't like black people.
0: I like that, that sense of, of claustrophobia in the flick. And I really like too that, you know, here they are strangers in a strange land. Uh-huh. And they're surrounded by all these people that know each other and that are highly organized and they have regulars in their scene and so on. They and have like, weapons. And yeah. they,
1: they've they thought about this possibility yes, that they might have to kill a, a band of people. They've considered exactly. it. They exactly. have plans.
0: I think that that is very horrifying to think about. Yes. Like I'm so far away from home uh-huh. and I'm surrounded by these maniacs that are all in cahoots with each other that are running a drug front. Why is it that fucking white supremacists are always
1: running drugs? The, the philosophy of the white supremacist is just there to mask what they're actually doing. None of it has to do with thinking white people should rule the earth. Or that That's they're actually the same gonna shit Hitler did. Yeah. Hitler didn't... Hitler's primary goal wasn't white people ruling the earth. His goal was I want to run everything, and I want the money, and I want the power, and I want right. the fame. Right, right.
0: Not, not that I. How can I
1: easily do that? Tell people that Jews are the problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a power thing. Trump. I mean, that's yeah, what really. they
1: do. They. It's there's no, like there's no real future vision past their own life because they don't believe in anything beyond themselves. Right. That's very true,
0: man. Yeah. Very true. Now, I gotta mention that one of the things about this flick that impressed me the most was the gore effects. Oh, and stuff, yeah. Which are absolutely fucking shocking. Like, this is one of those movies where it's not really like nonstop fucking headshots and decapitations and all this kind of stuff. So, whenever something that is significantly gory happens, it genuinely shocks you. Yeah. Like, the very first time, whenever. Uh, Yelton is about to hand over that gun through the door uh-huh. and then uh, Amber sees like the red laces through the door frame and she's uh-huh. like they're gonna kill us and yeah. then off screen you don't even see it happen it's but be- it's perfect it's awesome. you don't
1: even see some machete wax to his arm I guess to try to get the gun yeah. away from him probably to try to cut his arm off even yeah but you but, just see
0: him retract his arm
1: back in and
0: it's fucking mutilated to fuck and it looks
1: great and again it looks show, so
0: good show don't tell yeah. like you see his arm come back through the door with his hand fucking barely hanging yeah. off of his arm and you're like oh they had machetes like yeah. it fills in the blanks and to me this is something too that that great horror does so effectively is even when it doesn't show you how it happened you know what happened yeah that to me is is wonderful and honestly seeing the after effect but not seeing the actual like hacking of his arm yeah my brain fills in shit that's way fucking scarier than what the screen could have showed me anyway yeah and uh, again especially as a musician and he's a bass player the thought of <laughs> yeah. like your fucking hand i thought laptop, about that oh, too God, like that's, that's that's the ultimate terror it's yeah. like oh okay my career's over now yeah like i'm so fucking careful with my shit all the time
1: you uh, won't arm wrestle me at all, never. and I constantly want to do it. I never have. Every man I see, I say, "You want arm wrestle?" He does that, Paul. Uh-huh. He does do that, mm-hmm. and then and then I give him a long Ultimate Warrior stare. <laughs> when the paint hits the face, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what do you think about some of the other
0: stuff? Like, there's that shot where, uh, is it? Yeah, it's Reese like rear naked chokes Big yeah. Justin until he's like passed out. Yeah And then Amber Okay She probably could have done A more subtle way To find out If he was really dead Than to Literally yeah, like slice pinch his him Or, in or something his open. Yeah It's yeah. like tickle him maybe
1: Well they were just Trying to knock him <laughs> out I would try out. to
0: tickle him first
1: They were trying to knock him out But that was a real tense scene Because Uh Like you could tell that Um Ali Ashoka From Um uh, Arrested Development is yeah. the ba- uh, nor the guitar player The bass player is Anton Yelkin you could tell that she was asking, like, how long does it take for him to be out? Like, yeah, she was saying Sam, that. Sam. Yeah, Sam. she was saying that in a way like where she knew that she was thinking like he could Maybe die, kill him, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Like, yeah, she, totally. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. yeah. And then Amber just guts him. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking perfect. Dude. For her, like her character would do that. She doesn't care. She knows what's gonna she happen. She is
0: very fucking crusty punk yeah. rocker, man. Yeah, she, she knows. just zips that box cutter up his belly. And the uh. way that the way that it's so out of nowhere Uh uh-huh is so like what would happen if you're in the room and you're like did that just fucking happen like
1: what the fuck yeah because the arm hacks just happened and you kind of expected that the white supremacist you expect that to happen but you don't suddenly expect someone to get gutted in this room this is the safe room yeah i the only problem i had with the gutting and him not like is that that wouldn't actually kill you yeah being gutted Yeah, that's true.
0: What if if he would have been like, oh, damn!
1: Well, that's the thing is he was (laughs) knocked out, obviously, from the rear naked choke. What I thought would have been perfect is if later he, like, came to and, like, stood up and his guts fell out. Ooh. Yeah, that would have been cool. But I don't know that it would have fit the narrative at all. It just would have been a cool scene.
0: That shot where the, the one Nazi dude gets, like, his head blown off. That, yeah that, that that's amazing that that looked great Whoa, man it is just like everything is normal and then his fucking head is shot off yeah it's great and and the all the dog attack yeah scenes, two two different people uh, die tiger from dog attack dies tiger the and dog, sam like, yeah. is fucking yeah sam out of nowhere uh-huh. reese gets just like brutally stabbed
1: uh-huh it, it's yeah it's a no Ugh. nonsense like we don't get a you don't get to um mourn for anybody no it all just happens quick it just
0: happens fast yeah it really really does yeah the gore effects in this movie are extremely extremely Mm. effective and did have me wincing and curling my toes up kind of like when we watched the descent and that fucking leg bone was sticking out and i'm like oh my
1: god i've never broken a bone and that's that shit is fucking frightening to me for some reason um I am glad that they didn't add like a loud pop when he broke the yeah, arm. Like it was
0: like a stalk of celery getting crushed. Because
1: that something. is what it would sound like. And it's f- that like I have heard people's bones break. And oh, it's yeah. like God damn. Yeah. Right. That just happened to your body. Yeah. It's just your this body in- made internal that internal pop. And it's like, oh, that's over now. Yeah, Jesus, no. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, Lord Jesus, guide me and direct me. (laughs) He needs some milk.
0: Oh. He needs some milk. He needs some milk. That'll do it. Now, Steve, I want to talk to you here for a second about what you think kind of the meaning of this movie, kind of the takeaway about this flick Mm -hmm. is. Because I think that you could watch this and I think interpret a lot of different things mm. about it I, I mean obviously on the most basic level you could watch this and be like "White supremacy is bad it is but i think that there's a lot more that you can interpret out of this what are your main interpretations that you get about the? okay so
1: this here's movie? my main what i i feel like i i talked about the dog his little side adventure i yeah, feel yeah. like that is that is the most telling thing about white supremacists it's really about the, that is the message here is that yeah. like it's they're a pack they're a family and like it's it's gonna be hard to ever get them away from each other or get them to think differently but the the thing that I think the real story or the real like meat of the meaning yeah. of this is uh, Anton Yelkin at the end like right the end he, he says to Patrick Stewart uh, it's funny you were so scary at night yeah yeah so now he sees him and he sees he's just some old man right uh, but when you couldn't see him and when you couldn't tell when everything was dark when everything seemed bleak yeah, yeah, yeah. frightening and this is what I think the message is is that uh, white supremacists these groups they come out in the darkest of times, yeah, and they strike fear. And every single time, they loot. Right when they're shown in the light, the moment oh, you see yeah, white yeah. supremacists yeah. in the light, you're like, "Oh, that's what you are." It's like really, that's fucking dumb. Polo shirts and tiki torches. Yeah,
2: <laughs> really? lame
1: wow you work at home depot dude so the moment they're in the light the moment that they think oh this is our time and we get to see them it's a lot more it's, pathetic it's in the pathetic light. and yeah. sad and they fail again yeah, yeah. and again and they will always sure always um and i think that is what that sums th- it up huh? yeah i think that's what sums it up at the end is just like they'll never be as scary as 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 we can imagine them. Yeah. We imagine them being Hitler and taking over and taking everything, but even Hitler lost. Like, yeah. they've never been able to do it and they never will because to do what they want, world domination means getting white people to agree with them. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, we're mostly complicit in allowing them to do the bullshit they do. But in the end, most of us won't, Take up arms with them, right? We won't take that side, right? So they'll always fail. That's cool. I think that
0: that's a that's a a cool interpretation yeah. of, of a lot of the stuff that goes on in the movie for sure. Now, one thing that I think that I saw in this movie that I think is is really 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 huge, and it's interesting too because you can take this as a sociopolitical metaphor, and you can even take this as a metaphor of like. Even punk rock itself, a lot uh-huh. of the times. So, the two main parties in this movie are the punk rock band, mm-hmm. uh, who are very not racist, and I yeah. think you can you can probably extrapolate very liberal and so on. Yeah. And you have the extremely racist Nazi
2: uh-huh.
0: um, people that run the venue and are at the show and stuff like this. Now. This is the thing that I think is a defining characteristic of this movie. Uh-huh. And again, you could take it a lot of different ways. But if you look at the actions of the heroes, the band, versus uh-huh. the villains, the Nazis, in the movie, which group is far, far more calculated and
1: organized? The Nazis. The Nazis. The white supremacists.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The, the band are our heroes as it were are very impulsive Uh uh-huh they are very all over the place let's split up punk rock punk rock yeah they're very punk rock which is so great that they chose punk rock to be the genre. they could have chose any genre oh and chose punk rock to
1: go to your their liberal points yeah their their band name is ain't ain't right they're not right they're left
0: yeah yeah Yeah. oh
1: man holy
0: shit that's even better that's so great. This yeah. ties into exactly what I'm saying. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Okay. So these people who we identify with that are the not Nazis, uh-huh. again, are very rash, impulsive. You know, again, play show where, okay, we're just happy to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll uh, – even the way that they organize their group as they're going through – the venue when the Nazis are trying to kill them and again they're like splitting up and doing all this crazy shit Uh
2: they're
0: not they're not sticking together at all no meanwhile the Nazis the ones who we see as being so intellectually insuperior and fucking stupid Mm -hmm. and so backwards they're organized as fuck yeah and they're crushing them Mm -hmm. even though their ideas and stuff are so fucking stupid they are crushing them because they are organized yeah and with our group with our band here the left as Uh it were they are so disorganized and caught up in their own shit
1: that they're being killed off easily
0: exactly they're being completely destroyed by this mob that are so well uh organized Mm -hmm. everything is so methodical with these nazis everything is so well thought out Okay, we'll plant this here, we'll take their bodies to this place. We gotta we gotta wait for him to die at the right time. Keep him alive so he'll die at the right time. Yeah. Don't hit his bones with your with your you know blades. Like, like yeah. everything is so fucking methodical mm-hmm. that they're able to take this ass backwards, stupid, stupid philosophy mm-hmm. and crush with it because they're organized. Yep. Meanwhile, the left, they uh-huh. ain't right. Again are disorganized and all over the place And even though they're doing the right thing Kind of They siphon gas They steal from people Yeah Uh, Even though they're not Nazis Yeah Think about it this way too The only time that they end up on top Is when they take a page Out of the Nazis book Uh huh And get organized and formulate a plan That's true When they use Amber Uh huh a, a a member of this group and she and um uh pat anton yelton's character uh-huh. are in that room and they're like we're fucked and it's like let's play pretend yeah and let's organize let's figure yeah. out a plan like those two's plan as far as like yeah lure him down into the drug room i'll dangle this body down they'll shoot at it and waste his bullets only when they get as organized as the nazis do they end up on top?
1: Perfect idea for the Democrats and that's what I'm fucking saying, dude.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that is what that is what this movie is about. Is how the fucking meathead, backward ass, uh-huh. old, racist, prejudiced yada yada people yeah. they organize themselves around a
2: charismatic
1: leader who doesn't care about their cause in the least bit, but yeah. uses it to make his own. But it's money. structured. Yeah, it's and, structured and, and it's it works. It's so for them. cool
0: that the left is punk, yeah. which is the opposite <clears throat> of structured. Yeah. It is disorganized as a as a part of the genre. Yeah. And similarly, punk bands, do they ever end up fucking
1: <laughs> when punk bands rule the world? No, of course not. No. They're not organized. That would be terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: they almost wear it as a badge of pride. Yeah. That, oh yeah, we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, guess what? You'll never fucking crush like these Nazis did, yeah. Because they're far more organized and structured. Only if you can take a page out of their book. Can you make it work? Can you make it happen yeah. and defeat them? Yeah, I think that that is yeah. really the, the the huge message of this movie is the organization versus the disorganization, the organization of the insuperior methodology of Nazism. Yeah. Uh, Versus the disorganization of the leftist movement in a lot of ways. I think this movie is just putting it on front
1: street as far as like, look what's going to happen. If you don't get organized, you're going to get fucking destroyed. That's insane considering it came out in 2015. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah.
0: Well, but again, these are problems that have always
1: been around. Oddly prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see so much of
0: that being what this movie is really about.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on there. That's like uh, a great... Uh, interpretation of this because yeah like the Nazis are never emotional dude like Patrick no. Stewart's character is yeah, no, he's just calculating he's, yeah he doesn't he doesn't see this as insurmountable he no. doesn't see this as some problem that is gonna uh, yep. uh, just problem solving I'm gonna deal with this problem and we will get back to selling heroin and selling bad heroin with Mark's of uh, the, yeah, the, black the black gang, gang so that yeah. that gang gets blamed. Again, that's for, a
0: weird sub story that's going on yeah. that's never really explained. Never this explained. Type. Either, it's awesome yeah. though. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. And that goes that goes too back to your whole thing as far as like at the end of the movie when it's light outside mm-hmm. and. Uh, Pat and Amber have organized Mm. themselves and militarized themselves as the Nazis have. Mm -hmm.
1: And And, Gabe has seen what the the ends of of this group. So he's able to help them by going to get someone to call 911. Yeah. I I, I at the end think like they probably still ended up in jail. Yeah. Like they would still go to jail for something. But at Probably. the end of
0: the movie, whenever Darcy, Patrick Stewart, uh, is confronted with, Oh my God, the left has become as organized as my organization. Yeah. I mean, he straight up tucks his tail between his legs and, and just turns and turns walks. Turns around away. and walks away. He turns around and walks away. Yeah. And it's like I saw some people critiquing that about this movie. That's just like, dude, he was so hard ass, then he just fucking gives up. And it's yeah. like, yeah, he does. Cause if if the progressive, if the left movement or anything mm-hmm. could become as organized all these fucking make America great again shitheads yeah then they would fucking tuck their tails and run away and realize that in the light Mm -hmm. all this fucking racism all this bigotry all this nazism is just fucking stupid it's fucking
1: stupid it really is
0: in the daylight when confronted with other people on the other side that organizes
1: them it just looks idiotic yeah but as long as they're always more organized, they're fearless. They are, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Nazi punks, fuck off. The lyrics to that song, just look them oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's read fantastic. the lyrics to that song. It's so much of this, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, speaking though of him turning around, yeah. I did think about that and think about why would he do that. I figured, I think I figured it out. Yeah, he knew he was going to get killed. He wanted them to go to jail. If wow, they shot him Gunshots in the back. In the back. Then they weren't defending themselves. So. Wow! So Again, that makes ca- calculating sense to, to the end. Calculate even he knows he's going to die. He still wants. Wow, that's sick. The white supremacists to have their day. Well, because he'd rather die as a martyr. He'd rather exactly. He, oh, they all yeah. do that. Oh God! You can see. You can find so they many videos yeah, yeah, yeah. of people like calling the cops on black people for for no reason. Yeah. And then as the cops get there, they start turning into the victim. They start being like, these people, they're harassing me. And yeah. it's like, you're watching the video and you're like, no, they were, you were harassing them. Yeah. I see what's happening. But it's easy for them to turn on a dime and be the victim. Absolutely. Because they, they believe, like you, it's easy, by the way, to just listen to right wing talk. And know that what they're talking about is what they would do if they were the minority. Right. So they talk about minorities playing the victim because they're like, "Well, if I was a minority, that's what that's I, what would, I do. would do." Yeah. So it's like they're just thinking, like, "Okay, these are all the crazy schemes I would use." Yeah. That must be what my uh, my enemies are using. It's it's ridiculous. Um. Final thing before we, we uh, rate, uh, it up. rate it up. Yeah. What's your desert island band?
0: Okay, I was going to ask that. That's kind of like a running thing.
1: Okay, and, and give me two. Give me the one that you would tell <laughs> people to try to impress them and then give me the real one.
0: Damn. <laughs> that's, something, that's something that I did spend some time thinking about watching no. this movie, though. It, it's like, really, what would be my desert island if I, if I could only be listening to this, to this artist? Mm-hmm. Like what? What would it be? And man, alive! It's really, really, really hard for have, me to say. I have,
1: I have my answer. Hit me with yours while okay. I think a little bit. While I think something. I've talked about before. <laughs> Crashing and living on a desert island is paradise to yeah, me. Yeah,
0: yeah, you want that.
1: So here's the band I would tell people: The Misfits. Okay, yeah. Here's punk the real band: the ABBA. ABBA. Every goddamn second jam. of my life, I because. I would be so happy, wouldn't I? Want to listen to Dancing Queen, dude?
0: Maybe. Money, do some money, cocaine. money. It's so good.
2: There's a guy.
1: <laughs> I love ABBA. I do too. I listen I to ABBA all the time, ABBA. and like sincerely, because it's just happy music to me. Even Fernando, which is supposed to be sad, still it happy. makes me laugh like still crazy. Awesome. Who? What war was he fighting in? Yeah. The Swedish don't fight more.
0: No, they don't. Of course not.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's yeah, a solid choice. ABBA. If it wasn't ABBA, it would be another band like that. I would not want, because for me, on a desert island, would be paradise. I just get to try to survive, and nobody's charging me a dime about it. ABBA's fun. Yeah. I just want to have fun. But if, it, good call. if it was a situation in which I was on a desert island fighting for my life, I'd want to listen to The Misfits. Yeah. If I'm fighting for my life, pumped. I don't want to be like, da 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 Like, I just want fucking <laughs> driving music in my head. <laughs> Mommy. Can I go <laughs> right out kill it? Tonight? Tonight? Don, and then don, I go don, fucking don, don. find a feral pig and kill it. <laughs> Steven, you don't eat pork. I'm on a desert island surviving, bitch. i <laughs> I'm mean, whatever. Far, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. Part of me thinks, like, my, my first instinct is to say Steve Vai. Okay. The collected works of Steven Ciro Vai, who's. Landmark Passion Warfare record to hang on my a wall is hanging. You're real stepdad. My real dad, uh-huh. Steve I, is my real dad. Uh, Steve's music has always inspired me, and just made me feel more human than fucking anything. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that I would choose him, and maybe I would. Like part of me, part of me doesn't know because a lot of his music is instrumental. Mm-hmm. He's got some songs with vocals. Yeah, a lot of them aren't great. Yeah. Um, but part of me thinks that I would listen to that. Part of me kind of thinks it might be Green Day. Yeah. Or maybe just the Weezer Blue album.
1: Oh man. Just that. I still listen to that album all the time. Or Van Halen 1. Boom.
0: It's like that that it might just and, and not even Actually
1: Van Halen would be great. I know,
0: right? Like Van Halen actually might be might be the one. Like Van Halen, like Steve I might be the answer I'd give people, but deep down Van Halen might be. The real answer, because it's like you get some great poppy stuff, uh-huh. you get some bluesy sassy stuff, yeah, you get the really melodic Hagar era,
1: mm-hmm. and if it you're feeling suicidal,
0: might as well jump. Might as well jump, mm-hmm.
1: die. I get up.
0: <laughs> Nothing
1: gets me down. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really might be because also kind of yeah. Like no, about, now that you're saying it, Van Haley. because that's like you get that up poppy fucking driving fun yeah it would make the day so much easier
0: only problem would be is like it really make me want to drink and i might not be able to have booze oh on my damn that's some drink and music mm. i'll so. ferment something
1: yeah i'll, fer- I'll figure it out i'll
0: fucking figure so i'll macgyver <laughs> that shit for sure also too like on the band subject i gotta say it was really sick watching the credits of this movie uh-huh and at the end of the movie there's like a thanks mm-hmm to like all of these fucking bands, yeah, like a lot of which are like my friends. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like it has like a thanks to like Revocation. Oh shit! It says special thanks to Mastodon. I don't know uh, the guys from Mastodon personally. Yeah, but like it has like a dream friends. Yeah,
1: dream Chinese friends for people. sure. <laughs> <laughs> guys, look for there's a Mastodon <laughs> interview. <laughs> I, it was like from MTV, right? Yeah, yeah, just this old Mastodon interview. Where they are man, fucked up. They are fucked up. And it's yeah, awesome. It's wonderful. Uh,
0: Rivers of Nile. They thank Rivers of Nile. Dear friends of mine. Uh, they thank Black Dolly Murder. Friends uh, okay. of mine. Like, all these people are like, dude. Holy shit. Also, too, like on the band's van. Uh-huh. And they make a point of even showing. I even took a photo of it on my phone. They make a point of showing that on the back glass of their tour van, they have a sticker for the band Nothing. Okay. Which I don't know if you're if you're listening to nothing. No. They've only got like a couple records out. They've not been around that long. Mm. Um. They're fucking phenomenal. Awesome. I I love this band so much. I love this band. (laughs) That's the one, dude. I'll I'll show you some stuff, but like it's a new band, but they sound like the stuff that like a sad fifteen year old version of me would have just fucking eaten up, dude. Yeah. They're so fucking rad. Check out the song for our listeners. Uh, Just go to YouTube and look up Nothing Vertigo Flowers. Vertigo Flowers, that's like their sickest fucking song. Uh, Although, really, honestly, I have so much other stuff. But that's the song to me that is just like, oh my fucking God, this shit is so good. So I really love the fact that this was obviously made by people who like, Love fucking punk rock and love underground music and love Uh metal. Yeah. And everything. There's like Slayer on the soundtrack and all kinds of great stuff too. Yeah, yeah. there's a great yeah. There's the soundtrack's fucking awesome. It's way tight, man. It's way tight. So overall, now that we've kind of covered, I think, all the all the the main topics here of the flick. What do you gotta say about it? I think it's fucking awesome. Again, like I I, I think that this movie kind of hit me in, in ways that most other movies don't where again it's like yeah i've been in that van yeah i've been with those people yeah i've been at this venue like Mm -hmm. yeah i've needed to get the fuck out of this place yeah i've seen (laughs) these skinheads in the crowd like i've seen all this shit and as such a i don't know i don't want to make it sound like i'm trying to think of myself all special or anything like that but it's like not most of the population has those experiences oh no so seeing a movie where they showed those experiences i was like oh my god like they're telling my fucking story. They're strumming my pain with their fingers.
1: Singing your life with their words? Killing me
0: softly with its song. Killing you softly? With its song. <laughs> telling your whole life? With his words. Killing you softly. Yeah, with its song. <laughs> I'll be gone till
1: November. I'll be gone to November. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone to November.
0: Like It was really special to me. I don't find myself in that situation terribly often where I'm like, I, re- I relate to this on a professional level. Yeah. I love that it shows how... Not glamorous and shitty it is. I mean, like I said, dude, be, yeah. being stoked to get free-to-go rice and beans, literally the cheapest food on earth, Yeah, but being stoked about it, that is touring. That's it. Yeah being in a van and, like, laughing at each other's farts. <laughs> that's that, a real funny That's part. touring. That's it.
1: I kind of felt like that may have even been improv. Probably. Because when uh, Sam, uh, yeah. Alia Shawkat, turns around, she said, was that real? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, no I felt that were, like yeah. that, was, yeah. that was maybe improv.
3: Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, so I, I, I love that. And, again, I also really love the, the social aspects of this movie, the whole organized shitheads versus disorganized uh-huh. progressive people. I think that that is so extremely, extremely true. Yeah. And again, you can even turn that into a musical metaphor of just like, why do you think Nickelback is more fucking popular than The Damned? It's because they have a fucking model. You know mm. what I mean? They they yeah. have, They're organized, dude.
1: Yeah, they have... Yeah, and they had people driving them along the yeah, way. Yeah. The people yeah. who wanted a lot of money. Yeah. So that meant they had to make even more money. Yep. So they could get their percentage, that would still be a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that's
0: that's how everything in the fucking world works. Yeah.
1: So I really enjoyed that. i say boo to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. hmm The gore effects, fantastic. I would say this is just one of the most stressful movies that I've watched. Like uh-huh it is stressful it's stressful as fuck like because
1: you're thinking what would i do in this situation exactly it's
0: like what they're doing basically yeah (laughs) i'd probably do exactly that. i'd grab that fluorescent light tube and break it off and
1: it didn't have a high percentage of keeping people alive shit no
0: (laughs) yeah so i really i really i love the movie for how stressed it made me and it's one of those things too where um and to, to kind of go back to recent memories on our show here Like, I realized that when we watched The Black Coat's Daughter together, Mm -hmm. and this is such a lame, like, post-millennium thing to say, I realized during the credits, I didn't check my phone once. Yeah. I know that's so lame to even point out. That's
1: not lame. I mean, that's That's the thing. We're all, we all know that. We all know we're, they're our secondary brains now. Yeah. We're the Ood. Yeah. Like, we walk around with them in our hands. Like, it's. But when we
0: were watching this movie the other night, is like again it got to the credits and I was like, oh shit, like I don't know what's happening on my Instagram or whatever. Yeah. That's how I know that this movie really did have me by the short and curlies. Uh-huh. And that I was stressed out and trying to figure out what the fuck was gonna happen. I think it's extremely, extremely effective. Uh, one location, small cast, low budget, practical effect, uh-huh, raw dog. Raw. Dog. Kind of fucking movie. I th- I think it's fantastic and extremely mm-hmm. effective. Uh, I'll definitely watch it again. It's not a fun watch, no, but I'll definitely watch it again because it's so effective and and simple. Um, maybe deceptively simple, kind of like punk rock itself.
2: Hey, you know,
0: I think I'm, I'm I'm hitting this thing at it's an eight and a half out of ten. Yeah,
1: I really think very highly of this movie, man. I think that's a a very fair score. Yeah, this movie's great. The it, in the horror genre, you don't get a lot like this where you just don't know exactly what to expect.
0: Yeah, all bets are off, dude. Yeah.
1: Um, it reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in good ways. Wow, yeah, I can yeah. see that. I mean, they're in a van. Yeah. They end up in unwelcoming un- territory, but they're still... Where there's uh, nobody that's going to help them. Yeah, but they still have this, like, you know a uh, positive outlook on what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh things just pop off all of us the sudden, all of a sudden. Yeah. How is that? All of all of sudden. Uh, all suddens. All suddens. <laughs> and then boom. Um but yeah, and then, and then people just die. Yeah. No ceremony, no big like no. Oh!
2: Yeah, it's just yeah. dead,
1: dead, fucking dead. Yeah. We're trying to survive. There's no time to process Dude, it. When Reese steps out of that window and just immediately gets stabbed, yeah, in gas, it's like, well,
0: that's that. I guess, yeah, yeah,
1: that's the end of that. So, like, I it it is horrific. It, yeah. it definitely uh, fits the genre, and uh, it's about punk rock, which is great to me. Yeah, um, and white supremacists get killed, which is also cool. Which is type. It's uh, y'all are stupid, <laughs> for real. <laughs> also, too, I forgot to y'all's mention... y'all some dummies. Y'all's dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: I forgot to mention how much I love seeing Patrick Stewart play a
1: villain. Yeah, he's great. He's fucking. He's, I mean, we awesome. all know how great he is. Like, you know, as Professor X or Jean Luc Picard or yeah. whatever. But as a villain, like it's fucking rat. Because he's at no point does he. Like at no point does he become over the top or arch, no, like he over the world, no, he's just like calm, calculated, and callous, extremely yeah um i I love this movie, real great, everybody should watch it. I think you're right, think eight and a half, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a, a good score, score. A lot, man, mm-hmm. killer movie, definitely go watch it. it's on what right now? uh, it's on Amazon prime Amazon prime
0: for it's free, free. Mm-hmm. if you got the primes, it's free, so definitely go. And check it out. Again, especially those of you guys who, who play music and stuff, I think that it will hit you fucking hard in the balls. So be sure to check it out. Now, next week on the show, we're shaking it up. We posted what, what? ourselves a wild card poll uh-huh. based on the suggestions of you guys and others. Let's for, just see. Yeah. We Let's put up see. a couple of different suggestions here of what we of what we could maybe cover for our next wild card choice. As you guys know, this is a, a horror movie podcast. First and foremost, but every now and then we like to shake things up and do a wild card where we cover something non-horror related. If you've not listened to our Harry Potter episode or our Jurassic Park episode or our Die Hard episode, yeah, I recommend checking those out. It's so yeah. fun talking about like just kind of trivial, fucking fun popcorn. Yeah, movies. For it's real. so fun, man. It really
1: is, and man, they voted for. I would say one of the, one of the greater popcorn franchises. Oh yes. We're starting with numero uno, Indiana Jones: Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm stoked. barely beat. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Which would be fun. Would be fun, and I I could easily contend is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. I, uh, I really wanted to do Indiana Total Jones. Recall as well. Oh, me Total, too. Total, Total Recall. We'll do Total Recall Total soon. Total Recall man. also uh, came in third. So, like, oh, okay. Pe- so it's close. Yeah, people wanted to see that too. They wanted to get or their ass to too.
0: Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Cool, Higgins. You've got what you want. not give the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked to cover raiders a lot of the Lost Ark. Thanks to everybody for yeah. voting on that poll. Really? And we get to talk guys. about
1: Nazis again. So that's Oh fun. shit, two Nazis in a row? <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. I hadn't thought about that. Gosh, maybe some white supremacists will start hating us so we'll get death threats. That'll be hey, fun. No such, no such thing as bad publicity, dude.
0: <laughs> so you've seen
1: Raiders before. Yes, I Okay. It's not my favorite Indiana Jones. It's also not my least favorite. It's numero two for me.
0: Okay, yeah. I'll I back that. i uh-huh. back that. It's no Last Crusade, is what you're no, saying. No, Last Crusade, I think, is the this most, is jam most
1: jam. polished and, and most well-constructed.
0: Oh, yeah. There's this thing about the, about the Indiana Jones movies uh-huh. that is so similar to the Gran Turismo video game franchise for PlayStation. Is it the maps? It's the fact that the odd-numbered ones... Are the good ones. Oh, shit. The even-numbered ones seem to be glitchy yeah. <laughs> and hastily rushed together. I have this idea that... Of Monkey cor- Chase. Yeah, of, of mm-hmm. course, the, the Jones franchise
1: is the brainchild of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Which is like... That That was like uh, Macho Man and, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that was a tag team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, I kind of feel like what they do is they, they take turns. Yeah. Making the movie where it's like okay Spielberg, <laughs> Raiders, Lucas <laughs> Temple of Doom, and it's like uh, uh glitchy.
1: There's
0: some. <laughs> 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 Kalima. Uh-huh. Don't be wrong. I like Temple of Doom, but come on, it's it's not. It's bad. You know, part three. Okay, Great. odd numbered. Back to the goodness. Uh-huh. Part four. Oh. Crystal Skull. Oh. What? Maybe you should have done some demo testing on that one, Lucas. Mm-hmm. I think they just take turns flip-flopping. Like, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> Odd-numbered ones are the good ones. Next one will be great. If there is an next one.
1: That, weren't they talking about maybe Chris Pratt being Indiana Jones? Of course they were. He's everybody. He is. I don't know if that would work. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones isn't a jokester. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Well, I look forward to covering Raiders. It's been a little while since I watched it. I yeah. love it. I, I love haven't it. seen it in a while either. And I, I I'm excited to get back. I love to Harrison Fjord. I love that soundtrack, <laughs> dude. I love everything. Uh, everything <laughs> about Fjord, it. Of course, the well, he's the Swedish. Finnish ver- or yeah. the Swedish version <laughs> of Harrison Ford. It'll be a fun show. So be sure to tune in for that. In the meantime, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben
1: Eller guitars, all one word. Where can mm-hmm. they follow you, Steve at Steven Spratling? You'll figure it out. Um, and you can also find us at dead lovely pod, uh, on yeah. Instagram and um, Twitter, you can find our Facebook group, which is awesome. Love it, love you guys. posts. I thank yeah. you guys so much. Or you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail dot com.
0: Yep, I'll do my usual rate and review on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. It only takes a second. Keep it G rated, or else I won't post it. Please, 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 please rate and review.
1: With arms be on.
0: Where did that come from Scott Stop.
1: Bye. <laughs>